Peace, misfits. A decade ends, and as we prepare for a fresh start, let us make peace with what was and what is. Take a moment to reflect on the last decade, all of the blessings and all of the lessons. With each inhale, allow yourself a moment to look back over the things you've been through. If possible, see if you can make peace with the lessons you've learned, allowing your spirit a chance to let go of the mental and spiritual weight that you've accumulated over the last 10 years. On the exhale, let go of what was, creating room for what will be. Allow yourself to take a moment. 10 years. Reflect and prepare for your first inhale. And we do this together as we inhale. And exhale. Beautiful misfits. Again, your second inhale. We take in what we've learned and we inhale deep. Let go of the pain, exhale. Our third together. Allow yourself to be open to the process, misfits. Inhale deep. Ease the trauma, exhale. Beautiful. One last time together. We inhale deep. Giving thanks for the lessons learned. Exhale. Later in the show, we'll work on inhaling and exhaling some of the light and love into ourselves as we prepare to flow into a new decade. I hope this has helped. And now, misfits, let's get healed. Welcome to the Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris-Williams. And look at where we are. Where are we? We are at the end of a decade. It felt very Janet Jackson-esque just now. We'll go off. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little taste of something? Whew, I was about to go into Runaway. Don't you set me up like that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I know that one, so give me just a little You don't know Runaway? Whatever. I'm for a slow, <laughs> how's the chorus go? How's the chorus go? No, because you also may want to be ignorant because I was going to mumble, and I'm not going to say well, no. Not, have I said she mumbles? So don't do not do that. No, you called her... The Whisper Queen. <laughs> and she is. She is that. She can sing, though. Can. She can. She's going to whisper those notes, too. <laughs> And you're going to have to decipher what she's saying. Okay, like, what did Leah say? Turn me up some more? <laughs> turn me up just a little bit more? That's what you got to do when you listen to Janet. Just keep turning it up. Okay. 
and, and then eventually you'll you'll hear it okay eventually when okay. You, your volume's at max <laughs> you'll hear. you can't hear anybody knocking on your door but you can figure out what it is that she okay yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. I'm so, why did I entertain you? <laughs> but yes. You still didn't give me any of the song, though. But I mean, Did not. Oh. So, this, it's been a whole decade. And it has been. <laughs> it has been. So, on our last episode, Black Queer and Unapologetic, we went through a review of this year. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do the decade this time around. Woo! So, yeah. There's a lot to get through. Uh, for some of us, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> for, for half of the, the two of us, there's a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. For, for the other one, there will be a lot of listening. Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. you no, no. You will engage, damn it. You, I, will, I always engage. Indeed. Because <laughs> some of the things on my list you play a part in. So. <laughs> I can't. Tears. Let me go add you on my list real quick. <laughs> change that. Whoops. Yes, whoops. <laughs> so, okay, but first we're going to get into our check-in. Okay. And I my first for my check-in, and it's so funny because I feel like we just recorded that last episode of Black Queer and Unapologetic, but it's been, like, it pretty much happened right after we recorded the episode. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting what is called stress hives. Mm-hmm. It happened while I was at my job and i've had a few people listen to the podcast tell me they don't know exactly what it is that i do i feel like i may have talked about it before on the podcast but i don't know if i've really ever gone into deep detail still won't um, but, I like, <laughs> but i am a life coach for a non-profit organization here in uh, atlanta we focus heavy on mental health and we work with the homeless population uh we have young adults that we work with i mean we're all across the board like a lot of us are in schools and stuff but i work on campus with young adults uh who are the ages of 18 to 24 Mm -hmm. and we teach them life skills and they have independent living um housing excuse me and all that good stuff but once again coming back to the mental health portion and that plays a really big part in who we interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, without giving away too much information, one of my young adults is schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> the journey of what it is that I've gone through with helping this young adult and their child, it has not been the easiest, yeah. you know? But as my supervisors told me over and over again, I damn near break my back for this young adult. And it led to me being deeply stressed when I didn't even realize I was stressing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just a normal day, you know. Mm -hmm. And then when I get home, well, actually, when I woke up the next morning after a very, uh, a major, major situation with this young adult, I wake up the next morning and I go in the bathroom and I have these red rashes all over my chest and on my back. So I initially thought that their child maybe had given me uh, poison ivy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, well, let me figure out how I need to get rid of this. And so uh, one of my coworkers was like, calamine lotion. I was like, do they still make that? <laughs> so I, I went to Walmart and found it. And most people were saying to me that they thought that it was like clear now, which it is. But the kind that I had was pink, like okay. old school. So all of us are like, well, we haven't seen calamine lotion since we had the chicken box when we were kids. So I put it on, and after a couple of days, nothing changed. As a matter of fact, I felt like it got worse, like the rashes were getting bigger. So I was like, okay. So that's when I went 
and uh, went on Google and did some research. And after a while, I finally was able to find uh, stress rashes, mm -hmm. AKA stress hives. And <clears throat> I wanted to read for everyone how this can end up happening to you. Just in case this ever occurs, you'll know how to navigate through it. <clears throat> so stress can trigger an outbreak of hives that can make up a stress rash. Hives are raised colored spots or welts. They vary in size and can occur anywhere on the body. Areas affected by hives can feel itchy. In some cases, they cause a tingling or burning sensation when touched. I actually experienced that. These hives can occur due to a variety of different causes, such as cold or heat exposure, infection, certain medications, including antibiotics. The most common cause of hives is an allergen entering the body. For example, an individual with hay fever may develop hives as a result of exposure to pollen. It is also possible for emotional stress to trigger an outbreak of hives. This is where I come in. There could be a number of hormonal chemical changes that occur to the respond in response to stress. These changes can trigger blood vessels to expand and leak, causing red or swollen patches of the skin. <laughs> I, I took uh, screenshots of this, and, like I had to uh, scan, scan what's the word I'm looking for? Scroll over, okay. and I was like, I can't remember where I stopped. Okay. Uh, the resulting <laughs> hives can be made worse by consumption of alcohol or caffeine, exposure to warm temperatures. So I told BHW before we started recording, I was like, son of a bitch. He and I went to a kickback that we're going to talk about later. Um, and <laughs> at, at said kickback, I had quite a bit of alcohol. Um, I Just had a what? Bit. I had two drinks and two shots, which yeah. baby took me out. <laughs> Child. But we're going to get into that. Um, so, yes. <laughs> so, I hadn't read this part. Like, when I did the research, it looks as though this is the one area I missed when I did it. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, son of a bitch. It was only two weeks ago that I got this, and they mm -hmm. say it's, um, well, I'll get to, I'm still reading, but mm -hmm. just know that was a, I shouldn't have been drinking last I, night. <laughs> I mean, had we known that, I right. wouldn't have given you alcohol. <laughs> it probably would have made me drink more, right. but, yeah, yeah. Stress may worsen existing skin conditions. Stress can prevent existing skin problems from healing properly. For example, stress can worsen the skin conditions known as psoriasis and eczema. Uh, expect in-depth science-backed... Oh, nope. That's not a part of this article at all. Um, stress rashes <laughs> may be considered acute if they clear up in less than six weeks. If they persist for longer, they are deemed to be chronic. I'm about to go on my third week. Typically, rashes will clear up after a few days and it is not necessary to seek treatment. Help should be sought if the rashes take longer than this to clear up. Experiencing an outbreak of hives can be uncomfortable, regardless of when it clears up. In such cases, an individual should seek treatment to ease the irritation caused by hives. Similarly, most stress rashes are fairly mild, but taking action to manage an outbreak is recommended to lessen its impact. Particularly, a rash may cause feelings of unhappiness. This may amplify an individual's stress and worsen the rash further. Hives may sometimes cover the entire body or be accompanied by skin peeling or blisters, fever, pain. That was it. Um, <laughs> I clearly needed to go over this before I run. <laughs> if so, it could indicate a more serious condition or allergy and a doctor should be consulted immediately. For treatment, treatment for a stress rash can usually be done at home using non-prescription antihistamines. Uh, this should help to relieve the itching. 
Antihistamines are available for uh, purchase over the counter or online. Alternatively, cooling the skin can also relieve itching. This can be achieved by taking a cool bath or using a cold compress available online as well. In more severe cases, a doctor may prescribe a short, uh, a short course of stronger antihistamines, steroids, or antibiotic tablets. If the rashes continue, a doctor may refer a person to a skin specialist who will continue to prescribe medication while trying to identify triggers for the hives. So what ended up happening with me is that after that time passed and I wasn't noticing a change, I went back to my coworkers and told them, you know, well, I've discovered there's stress rashes now and I'm going to take Benadryl to stop the itching. Mm -hmm. So I took the Benadryl and I noticed that that had an effect as far as the pain and the itching going away. However, the rashes, no mind you, they weren't as red as when I was putting the calamine lotion on, mm -hmm. but it still was pretty prominent. Yeah. So one of my coworkers gave me hydrocortisone. And that has actually made a difference. Okay. So the um, the hives are starting to be more of a like faint pink color now. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, I'm like, I don't want to get all the way to the whole six weeks. Right. <laughs> so I'm thinking probably around the fourth week, I may say, okay, well, let me go ahead uh -huh. and go to a doctor. Yeah. Um, it gave me some, it, it eased me a bit when it said six weeks is about the, the window of how long you want to go before you want to seek help. Time, it is a long time. Is. Uh, but after going through that, after experiencing that, it has played a part in me taking action as far as stopping my stress. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that later on uh, when we get to the, the decade in review. But I had to, I really had to pause. And I was like, dude, you worry a lot. Mm -hmm. You worry a lot. And Too I mean, much. like, on some... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, I literally found myself laying in bed one night when I, you know, because the journey over the last two weeks has been, let's identify where you stress. Mm -hmm. And to point out just how bad my stress is, how bad my anxiety really is, I laid in bed one night. I turned on some jazz music, turned off the television, was laying in silence, had just showered, lit my candles... And I was like, okay, set a move. We, <laughs> we are very relaxed. Let's go to sleep. I said to myself, what if I have trouble breathing tonight? Then I said to myself, okay, well, you have to keep in mind that you have to lay with your silk scarf so your beard doesn't get messed up. Mm -hmm. And you have to wear it on your head because of your eczema. You don't want your scalp to get flaky. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, what if the smoke that I've been telling, you know, my uh, leasing department, leasing office, the smoke, the cigarette smoke that I smell sometimes coming through the vents, what if that comes through while I'm asleep and I start having an asthma attack? And I began to realize I don't pay attention to the fact that I do this, but I do it literally every single day. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I laid there and allowed myself to catch it each yeah. time, I was like, shit. I can't even get to bed because I'm stressing <laughs> about part. all this random shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is me every day. Wow. And the thing that really blows my mind is that we, with these hives, it's actually triggered. And that's something that I read too. It wasn't in that article that I just read, but it actually said that it, uh, you can feel it, you know, become inflamed mm -hmm. according to how much you stress. And I actually felt that, like at the height of them, when I probably the early, the beginning of the second week, yeah, yeah. I would notice that when I would begin to stress, they would actually begin to burn. And I'd be like, oh shit. That part. <laughs> so we need to calm on down. Listen, 
Listen, and you would assume me, Mr. Namaste, Mr. Teaching but, Others to Meditate. No, but I mean, but that happens, though. We all get caught up, though, in our lives. And, you know, like you're saying, though, things just happen or you get more involved or you realize or you're stressing about things not even realizing you're stressing yeah. about them. Things become routine, habit, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. And nobody's, you know, perfect. And plenty of, it's not necessarily you, but plenty of therapists have therapists themselves. Right. So. Absolutely. That is real. Healers need healing. That part. And I've said that for a while. So, of course, you know, on our campus, we are surrounded by therapists. So I talked to one of them and I'm like, I may need to go back to therapy. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time, well over a decade Mm -hmm. since I've had a therapist. But I'm like, it's it's about time. (laughs) <laughs> it's about time. What's wrong with a, a checkup or it becoming a part of your routine again or whatever, you know, that you need. Absolutely. And I think that's part of it, too, is like you're saying healers need healing because you're doing so much work for others. Mm-hmm. Some of that is that you kind of forget to or don't have time to or don't make the time. Don't realize, you know, that you're not healing yourself as well. Yes. So. I'm, I'm down I'm down here looking. Yes, I do. <laughs> I was like, let me look at the decade in review. And do I have an area where I talk about that? I do. So I'll shut up. Well, okay. amen. <laughs> Okay, so what about you? Um, the check-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you better forget sure. where we. <laughs> uh, so this past week, I feel like I talked about the first one I went to already on yeah, here. Did you I? did. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, there's this event in Atlanta called Film Pitch, and essentially the event is where um, filmmakers kind of come and they pitch their project to the room mm-hmm. to kind of gain attention, gain potential funding or investors, um, network to gain people, you know. Because typically they're kind of already at a certain stage of the project. Yeah. So they either kind of gather last little people to kind of be involved, crew, maybe an actor or two or whatever. But they already have something done enough to kind of present. So some people kind of present either, excuse me, so either um, cast photos of people they already have or if they have like a mini trailer or something already, a scene or something, just to kind of show we are working towards this, so you investing is not in vain, almost like or you're right. not, we're not solely dependent on your money to make this project. It's gonna help us give us that last kind of a push to finish or whatever. Yeah. And so I went to that because um, originally when I went to the one last month, they have the the pitch event, but then after that, there's a networking event after. But it's weird because they're promoted separately. Mm-hmm. So I only saw the networking event last time when I went. Right. And I showed up and I was like, oh hey, I was like meeting people, whatever, not realizing it was a whole event that yeah. I missed. <laughs> But it was good though. Everything I think works out because I went to the thing last time. I met someone um, uh, the, at the networking event, yeah. and then I went to a table read that she did, and so we've connected. And I'm kind of going to be involved with that. I don't Come know exactly on, all I can say, indeed, but I'll say that. yes. <laughs> I can't stay in 2020. <laughs> so it's <laughs> weird. So then this time was kind of my first time going, but it just so happened that she was the person presenting this time. Mm-hmm. And so I was essentially kind of working a little bit. Come now on. Because I'm was i involved Listen. now. So yes, are. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> it's kind of funny my first time going, I'm actually going to work. So mm-hmm. but whatever. It ended up working out though. It was good. It um, <clears throat> it It is a learning maybe experience in seeing how people kind of explain their ideas. Yeah. See how people kind of to pitch essentially. Um, and it's just, you can, and if, a lot of the people, um, aren't necessarily polished with it, which I think is kind of part of the thing as well. Yeah. Just kind of so you can get better or you can kind of see. And maybe people, again, like myself watching, can kind of see how people pitch. Yeah. Maybe I want, want to do this, want to change this, whatever. And so, yeah, you know, it's kind of like reading the room and seeing who liked what or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. It was, it, 
it was five people. I think they were only supposed to have ten minutes. You know, people never go right stick to their time. So, because like this one guy got up there, and I think their project was like already done, completed, like have started like screening and stuff. So he kind of turned this into a lecture, and I was yeah. like, "Sir, this is not what we're." <laughs> Are you looking for money? Or are you just trying to tell us how to pitch? What are we doing right, right now? You've been up for like 20, 30 minutes. Like, please sit down. And then it's always awkward too when it's the guy who like hosts the event is like, so does anybody have any questions afterwards? And then the room is silent. He's like, well, I got this for you. I mean, but at least he comes up with his own kind of right. questions. <laughs> so that helps, you know. So like, so you mentioned this. So what about blah, blah, blah. Or you, you know. So I'm like, well, that's good, moderator. And right. sometimes, you know, of course, that'll spark a question in the audience but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work so. yeah it does not this is true but no but that was good that's a, a good way to um just a good way i guess for me to kind of meet people and kind of build that i guess i'll maybe speak of that maybe i don't know maybe not maybe i'll say it now it's fine okay it's not really a decade in review it might come back up i don't know uh-huh. <laughs> um i just think they'll just going into the new year just kind of leaning more into building that creative community mm-hmm. specifically in atlanta and this is kind of what i'm kind of trying to do indeed so this is more steps in that direction that are good yeah this head nod that you're doing right now because <laughs> the way 2020 being set up for you listen uh, is it listen. really being set up greatness is it really listen what's being set up <laughs> tell me so i can know getting that foot in said door Stepping through, letting them know I'm here. Okay, well, hey, Listen. from your lips, that's hello, loudly from my lips. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the other side of the door when you open it up and be like, "Hey, come, Listen, bitch!" I have something I'm supposed to be like applying to, mm-hmm. and I need to finish the script. And I just the struggle is real. What you need? What you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to come down to make it for a few days? Like, <laughs> listen. Sit there, sit there with the like towel around my neck and like listen, like I'm gonna be a coach. I cannot like, stand on, you. <laughs> I cannot. Like in the boxing ring, I cannot yeah. stand you. I just need to, to focus and sit my black ass down. That's all. But you know, I've been busy on the weekends lately, which is I think a good thing. Yeah. Um, just haven't really done that for real, for real. Mm-hmm. So just being focused during the week, is right? The issue. Yeah. When we get that down, we'll be great. <laughs> be amazing okay so that's 2020 indeed it is 2020 you know what i forgot to put on here that we need to put in Mm -hmm. um in what's the name Mm -hmm. in our good news all revolutions i thought about that as i was talking episode it was but things (laughs) change so we'll go fresh off the dome when we get there right (laughs) (laughs) because you said that and i was like oh revolutions right (laughs) wow okay it's cool so Um, last night, well, mm-hmm. today's again, of course, Sunday. Last night was Saturday, right? So, we went to a little kickback. We did, Look at that. <laughs> and for me, it went from a kickback to a layback. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get there. So, my friend Andre from college, um, had been trying to hang out, uh, I guess, with me, with Raven, whatever, for a while because mm-hmm. you guys had met. Well, he listened to the podcast, he listens to the podcast, of course, mm-hmm. and then. You guys met at my birthday dinner party yes. thingamajigger mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And then, but we just have never really, I guess, hung out or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, well, we'll just do it this week. This, this is the weekend I'm free. So let me just text right. you what we got going on. <laughs> you haven't done anything. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, oh, we just kind of fell all together. I was like, right. it works. I was like, exactly. So we went over there and we were hanging out. Um, it was a good time. I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. Know what to so say. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, you, I don't know what. To, I don't. Know. 
<laughs> so there was good drinks, good food. Yeah. Shout out to Fred. Yeah. That's his partner. Um, and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Your boy Devin, he was yes. really cool. He was. Uh, so we were provided some libations, and I started off fine. It was a cute little drink. Listen, it was the cutest drink. But <laughs> I didn't taste. We well, we got it though. We were like, we don't taste any liquor. This is going to be a problem. And I made the comment that next thing you know, <laughs> I'm gonna be rolling on the floor. <laughs> but you did not roll on the floor. I did though. not. I did not. Instead, did. I didn't move at all. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were playing cards against humanity, and first of all, that that game, we never even made it through the first round. Um, I mean, <laughs> that we that like, ended pretty fast. We played like two or three rounds. You consider that to be? Yeah. What you consider to be I, a round every time somebody wins? <laughs> no, I mean I think we won around two or three times. We only run around twice. Okay. That was it. Child. I thought it was at least three. It was not three. <laughs> We, we also kept like starting and stopping. Yes. We were, like have conversation. <laughs> then we were like, we got up to the eat. The conversation won. Then we were like drinking. <laughs> then somebody kind of like curled up on the couch, went to sleep. Listen, they had two drinks in me and two shots. I can't. Well, you took the last shot. No, you didn't take the shot at the end. You took Mm-mm. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Oh no, I did not take that shot with y'all. The one out that the door. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have made it to the car. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. I made it through the two. No, I made it through a drink and a shot. Okay. And I was good. Okay. The minute, the literal minute I took the second shot, effed up. Like, and I mean swift. Y'all wouldn't have even believed if you could have seen the minute I finished the last drop of that shot and put that thing down. It was as if my whole everything (laughs) shifted. Like, the fact that I even made it through the second drink is amazing. Because... Listen, Woo! I was worn. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Before, but it's crazy though, because you were like, "We could tell you were feeling it." You were like, "I'm not really. I'm fine." Blah 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 blah. You don't remember any of that, I right? Don't, listen, I listen. need you to know, I don't remember so, finishing the second drink. I don't remember any of the conversation. Like Fred was saying that I like gave him some good advice or something like. I don't you guys remember were having none a, of that. in-depth conversation. So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this nope. is crazy. Yeah. So you were like kind of in that space for like an hour. <laughs> Wow. And then you fell asleep. So <laughs> I don't remember. But also too, because S- so SNL came on last night or whatever. And yeah. So you had already fallen asleep. And like, I, we, I told him I need to see this episode. Right, we had turned on the movie or whatever. We were like still though talking. We weren't really watching it. Um Devin had like left because he had to go to another party or do whatever. And so then There was like, a movie? Listen. Wow. <laughs> oh watched a movie? Well, it was wow. on. We again we were talking, so it we wasn't really watching it. So <laughs> <laughs> But it got closer to eleven and so then me and Andre were like, Oh shoot, let's try to figure out how to put it on. We'll try to wake him up and do whatever. We mm-hmm. could get it to stream on the TV. Right. Fred was like, He's asleep, like let it go. Like don't even worry about it. Like that man is asleep, don't we're like, but no, he said he wanted to watch it. That's what he said. It was a big right. thing. It's like it'll be okay. <laughs> like Well we still kept trying, but it didn't work. So but mind you though, because you went to sleep at like It was ten something. Yeah, and I woke but up like, like just what? after ten. Yeah, and you woke and up, I woke like up at like one thirty or something. Yes. Yeah, and you were like, "How long was I asleep?" I was like, uh, "Like three hours." <laughs> I was like, "Listen," because he was like laughing as he was trying to tell me. So I was like, "Wait, well, how long?" And he said it, and I was like, "There's no way." I knew it had to at least just been an hour. When he said three, I'm like, but it didn't feel like hell? three either, though. I think that's part of why I was laughing because I think we had just been talking. Yeah. So it didn't even feel like it had been that long. <laughs> it's like that is insane. 
I don't remember falling asleep. I don't remember being anywhere near that long. You said you didn't remember the blanket on you. No, I was like, and didn't he say that I'd ask for it or something like that? I think so. Yeah, because I think you had maybe your like scarf thing or something on you. Yeah. He like put that on you. You took that, you know, whatever. But child, listen, it's a whole thing. <laughs> well, I know it was good. Yeah, that red velvet cake was everything. Shot. We ate. Some, we ate some more before we started recording this. Yes, Lord, we love cake. Listen, we we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do indeed. Amen. Hey <laughs> <Praise> Sam. <laughs> Not doing this with you. Why are we not? We just love cake. Not What's that Oprah thing? I love bread. <laughs> I love cake. Red velvet, chocolate, vanilla, yes. caramel. Birthday. Oh, caramel cake. Listen, yes. <laughs> listen. That's the one. You better point. That's you better, you better point. that is the one. You better point. It. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> Shata. I will throw this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing this with you. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, you made me start sweating. Just, <laughs> Y'all gonna see his face. You've never had caramel cake. It's like it spoke to his spirit just then now. Then you should have it. Caramel cake is everything. It tastes amazing. It it does. Whatever. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, I went to botanical garden. I'm not doing this with you. I went to botanical garden. Uh, we were taking our young adults there uh, for the past two weeks. So I went with uh, Nicole, who, if I've never mentioned her on the show, that's funny because she's probably like the co worker I'm the closest to. Have, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I feel like but I But you know have. a couple of Nicoles. So maybe you've said Nicole and it's true. not been that Nicole. <laughs> right. <so I> don't... <laughs> so this is co worker Nicole. Okay. Um, she and I <laughs> went together and we took some of our young adults and they wanted to get some food. So we let them go out while we were finding a parking spot. We ended up not seeing them until we got to the end of it. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And we went on a good day because there were four different trips there. And we were the second trip. And it was like 60 degrees outside. Amen. It was not that for anybody else who went. <laughs> Everybody said it was either 30s or 40s. Yeah. I was like, wow, we did well. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. If you live here in Atlanta, you need to go at least once. I said I need to go because I yeah. haven't been to Atlanta Botanical Gardens. It's it's really nice. I don't it know really where it is. is. You said you don't know where it is. <laughs> Here's the thing: I passed it so many times and didn't realize it was right there. Like uh-huh. when I go to teach yoga mm-hmm. in uh, Piedmont Park, mm-hmm. when you're going to the Botanical Gardens parking lot. Literally, if you just look to the right, there's mm-hmm. the entrance into it. I have never seen it. That makes sense. Never. I'm like, but I, when I finally went to when I finally went to it, mm-hmm. and I looked to my right and saw the parking garage, I was like, how have I never turned to the right and saw this entrance? Child. Ever. It's, I guess if you're not looking for it or it's not something that jumps out at you, then you just don't. Never. You just don't. Never. I'm also always <laughs> there in the morning, mm-hmm. so there's really no one going in. Well, I think yeah. if I was coming at night, you have no choice but to see the lights. And, Probably yeah. so. You were about to say something. I can't remember. All right. Yes. That's real. I'm going to go. Yeah. I guess next year. I'll wait for Christmas next year. But yeah. Come on, long wait. Yes. I'm just, I mean, it's, it, what, what day is today? <laughs> what day when is, is today? it over? I don't know. That's I a good point. That. That's a good point. I would assume it's not over until after Christmas. So. Well, yeah, but I got to work this week. So. Ta da. Here we go. <laughs> That'll do it. Here we go. <laughs> Only off on Christmas Day, sadly. Wow. It's depressing. Yes. And I won't even be here. It's depressing. Are you going to celebrate? Any, are you going to do anything up here? Are you going to be amazing? That was home? the original plan. Mm-hmm. Things changed. So I haven't decided yet what I'm doing. Okay. So, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> 
So, okay, culture of pop. Hey. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, I don't know what that means. They made me think of McDonald's. I'm loving it. <laughs> Speaking of loving things, mm-hmm. there was a lot of penis online Listen, the past couple days. Just bombarded. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody even cared about Lizzo's ass anymore. Because like, it's like there's just peen everywhere. Different shapes, sizes, colors. Yes. All of that. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> shapes, sizes, and colors. So, Absolutely. ASAP Rocky had a... Uh, Sex tape? Question yeah. mark. Right. Leak or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was very funny that. about it. He took it in stride. What I liked his I response. Just, I didn't see a response. To it. He responded on Twitter, and he was acting like he was like the representative for his penis, and so he was making light of it and everything. And then at the end, he was saying that he thought that it was funny because these people who are trying to come for him are people who he's never even had sex with before. So he was like, "How can you pretty much speak of my prowess if we've never even done anything?" That part. Yeah. But um. But yeah, he stayed light the whole time. Didn't yeah. get real serious. Wasn't angry. And I was like, "And that's how you should handle Let's it." Let's the video just because I really know who he was. Honestly, like my friend had. To- huh. Like, I don't know these these children. I just don't. <laughs> but he's been out for a minute now. These children, I don't know them. Because <laughs> I think my friend or whatever, had like act, my friend Brittany was like, we were messaging each other on Instagram, DMing. And she, I was like, I really forgot what he looks like. And she was like, oh, I got to see your picture. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, that's him. Okay, got you. Okay. So, so I, I didn't see the video. So how is it? Does it look like he's... I mean, I can show you if you want to see it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so are you, are you literally going to show me? <laughs> I can just I pull it right on out. I wasn't really interested. Yes. So. You better have people who are in your corner who are always just sending you what it is that you need to see. Which is crazy. <laughs> that don't be asking for this shit. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, everybody's like, we got your back. Okay. <laughs> they said, you're on a podcast, so we're going to make sure that you get Child, on. Like, <laughs> you may need to talk about this. So let's make sure on. we show Wait you. That might not be it. Who, I, who, let me find it. <laughs> Well, we'll continue talking. This so, is hilarious. ASAP's <laughs> tape was out. So yes, his 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 had leaked, and well, leaked called with with quotations. Um, but no, but even that, like you were saying, though, people were um, talking about, or he said people were talking about, you know, what he can do, or whatever. Because it was a lot of that kind of conversation, like, oh, stroke game was bad, blah, blah, right. blah, whatever. It was like, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> a business, right? Like, how good are you? <laughs> Can you do better? You and also, us. you may say his stroke game is bad, but the person who he's inside of may think that it's perfectly fine. No, but also, too, it wasn't like it was their whole session, so we don't know. What. Right, right. That's the point. Yeah, you got to see. Okay. But I, I, I'm always thinking to myself, how are these things recorded and then leaked? Like, if you're a celebrity, in my mind, I'm just thinking to myself, there's hurdles you're going to have to get over in order for us to do this if we're having sex with each other it's not as simple as i come into you know especially if it's your room Mm -hmm. first of all you should be coming to mine but if i'm coming to yours we're scanning this room we're gonna make sure ain't nothing in here Mm -hmm. it's gonna be so tight that you may not even want to do anything with me afterwards but it's because these situations aren't gonna happen that part okay why is there sex being leaked no but even that though but what it was though you 
because the angle. So it's it's one of those. He's obviously the person recording. Oh, okay. it's like you only see his penis. Got you. Okay. So this is obviously something he did. Not saying he's the one who leaked it, but you know. Well, shucks. If he it. was if he was holding the camera and stroking, that might have been the reason why his stroke was off. I was thinking that too. <laughs> How hard is that to multitask? <laughs> I can't find it. Listen, because somebody sent it to me, but now the tweet is deleted or whatever it was. So oh, whatever. Okay. Right. Wait a minute, see. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Uh, Steph Curry mm-hmm. news allegedly leaked. Which is so funny to me because he and his wife are supposed to be so prim proper and Christian, and I'm just like, really? Well, that's. I mean, they can still send each other. Uh, I was about I mean, to say. They got three kids, so they obviously be doing something. But in what I just said, I should have realized usually they're the freakiest ones. So I can should've. be. <laughs> can be. But his look nice. Okay. His. <laughs> Whenever, look bad. whenever you give, but whenever you give that, when you feeling something, you feel it. And any of the listeners, <laughs> the misfits know when BHW is feeling something, you will know he's feeling it. <laughs> that okay speaks volumes. <laughs> okay. And he shook his head, y'all. He was like, okay, I was nodding, sure. agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. That's what the nod was. Right. Acknowledging your statement. <laughs> it, it looked nice. I've, and, I've, I have others that I've liked more but yeah the baby is a grown man listen (laughs) there are people now who are trying to say that it's not his if it's not that's fine i'm fairly certain whatever it is he has he's still working with something good but i yeah because even if it's not as big as that i still feel like he knows what to do he just i feel like his personality personality yes you're going to enjoy yourself you might have a shrimp but you will have a good time you will have a great time and you can just look at his mouth and you can tell that if he can't do anything with what's below the waist, what's above it is going to... Again, if he has a shrimp, you need to know how to overcompensate or make up for <laughs> lacking inches. You gotta be able to do other things. Well, listen, the side of his mouth, he can probably cover up all of Well, <laughs> shata. Caramel cake. <laughs> Shut up. It's the hashtag, okay? I support it good eating okay it's sunday dinner hashtag good eating i mean i'm hey. not i'm not i'm not <laughs> i should have never said caramel cake i'm not doing this but you should have <laughs> and you deserve a slice if you can get it do you hear me <laughs> do you a blessing unto you <sighs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but anybody else's news you want to talk about oh god why do you okay. talking about News. Well, I'm gonna skip the second topic and go to number three, just because we're talking about okay. nudity. Right. Lizzo was all out at the Lakers, Lakers game. game. <laughs> let me read. Let me read my notes. <laughs> so yes. And it was just this big whole thing, and it was this whole fat shaming and fat phobic, and y'all hate Lizzo, and on and on and on. Well, on the opposite side, there were also people telling those people to shut the hell up. There were. Because they had were. nothing to do with that. And that part. so people, both sides were very vocal. And it was like, you know, and I was of, of the fan of, of the notion, like, I really don't care what you got going on, just what the hell did you have on? Right. <laughs> just, what is, like, sackcloth? What are we doing? Because it's like, what is, what? because it, it was just like a big old hole where her ass was. Like, right. damn, what is this? Now, see, people, that I would have been here for. Yeah. That I could have had a conversation. So you yeah. and I could have easily talked about yeah. it. But there were people who were attacking her in a way that my whole thing is, 
you say that it's not fat shaming but you really don't have a leg to stand on only because we have had so many other people including madonna and gaga who have done this yeah and they didn't care excuse me absolutely they didn't care where they were either so i'm like the fact that you're saying this is a children's thing well first of all let's talk about the dancers and yeah. <laughs> they have dancers at every game yeah. so you're talking about how this is inappropriate for kids well <laughs> right and i hate to be this person but sadly it's it's just that inherent inherent i guess bias against women against black women against fat women mm-hmm. fat black women like it's all of that so all of that stuff is always probably in people's i guess critique or hatred of whatever's going on right so and then also too there's just i think we've talked about before too there's this weird it's kind of been like a turn towards yeah. her yes. kind of recently. Yes. And I don't know when. It, some people don't think it's kind of maybe because she's so mainstream. Yeah. And sometimes that kind of like deters people for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know. But, but here, here's my thing though. So is the baby. You know? Yeah. I'm like, he's becoming very mainstream now. Yeah. His personality is very over the top and quirky. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're looking at the two of them kind of across from each other a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, especially with this video, if it's actually him, you know? So it's like, is he going to get as much hate from people? Mm-hmm. Or is it a thing where it's like, oh no, well, we're not going to say that because we love looking at his dick. But get be. her fat ass off the camera. It you might know? be for some people, yeah. So I'm like, this is just very interesting to me. But also, too, of course, it was, I think, the most interesting thing. And I'm really not invested one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I like what I've heard of hers. I haven't listened to the full album. Yeah. Um, It, it you know, they were doing this whole discourse back and forth, back and forth. And then, like, two or three days later, she was, what, Times Entertainer of the Year or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's just like, well, there right. you go. <laughs> right. All arguments can cease. <laughs> But it's like, hey, there, I love her. Y'all are talking about it every day. But, so it fits. So we're going to keep flowing out of, out of order. <laughs> okay. Because works. we can flow perfectly into SNL because of this. Well, there it is. It's because she had a performance of um, Good as Hell. Yes. And she had a tuxedo on. And when she turned around, the entire back was nude. <laughs> I think she had a thong on. <laughs> I can, because I, I saw like a small clip of it. So yeah. Like, okay. And so I wasn't mad because I was like, this is you telling people kiss your ass. Like literally. you're going to be, literally. She's here to stay. Listen. At least for a little bit longer. So. <laughs> I mean, because things change. What you know what I'm saying? So yes. yeah, she's, she's not yes. going anywhere at least the first half of 2020. Yeah. So I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, I think crazy because I feel like literally the beginning of this year, she was so loved and embraced by all. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't be be following enough for folks to get on my nerves. I just listen because that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Because I'm like, she inspires so many people, and now you're mad at her because that is always so weird to me. So weird. Here for the music. Listen, because the because I guess, but maybe that's it though. Because sometimes, the more you get to know about these celebrities, you'd be like, oh. Well, that's why I stay out of conversations about Brandy's personal life. I just want to talk about her music. Well, there it is. The minute you start about the personal life, I don't have a leg to stand on. So. I mean, <laughs> but with the but SNL, all human. <clears throat> which is that's a, kind of what I come yes, back to, they're and that's why she probably too. named her album that. That's very true. Come human, on, bring it, bring it back. Listen, can always back yes. to the music. <laughs> I love that. Just in case you forgot, he's here Just for the case. music. Listen. Um, but yeah, so you have the numbers for SNL. What was it that ended up happening? It was like nine point something. <laughs> But yeah, so while he's finding the numbers, this episode was Eddie Murphy hosting for the very first time. He hadn't been back to SNL, I think they said like 30 years or something like that. like 35. Yeah. Uh, So, and Lizzo was the singer and I enjoyed it. 
I'm sorry to interrupt. Was no. it his first time hosting? Yeah. Ever? Okay. He yep. just used to be a cast member. Yeah, he was a cast you know, member. I'm not into SNL. So. Right. <laughs> so I'm very aware. Nothing wrong with the show, which is not coming. <laughs> yeah, he was a cast member, but he never hosted. So yeah, it said it delivered a nine point nine two one million viewers overall, mm-hmm. which is live in same day, which is amazing. Yeah. On a Saturday night. Good Absolutely. Lord. Absolutely. watching television. I love it. Yes. And it also said his was the second highest rated Mm -hmm. with Melissa McCartney's from 2017. Hers was 10.382 million. I'm still trying to figure out how she hit something. But I mean, but his is, I mean, for him to have that much, I guess, from the same day, you know, people going back and watching, of course it'll go up. Right. Right. Absolutely. It might surpass hers. So I enjoyed it a lot. I saw somebody on Facebook say they thought that it it was dry it wasn't dry to me at all now mind you i was asleep when it happened live so the yeah, majority yeah. of what what i watch i didn't even see it on hulu yet i watched right. it on youtube okay um so i watched a lot of skits on there i laughed out loud with a lot of the stuff he did mm-hmm. um because i was comfortable and sure that when i watched his sketches they were going to be on point you know how there are some celebrities well you don't watch it but there are some no, celebrities but I mean, some i've heard going on i'm like oh but they're not funny yes like, they're yes. cute and popular, but they're not funny. They're not funny. And the scenes are very awkward. But he was on there, and it was as if he never left, you know? Which makes sense. And I think, though, I think that's good, like, when you... I think it's always good when you can return to where you kind of got your start or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come back, and it's still good, it's still fresh, it's yeah. a welcome. People want to see you there. But also, too, I appreciate, like, comedians or comedic actors being on a sketch show. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Not just yes. whoever's on the hottest primetime show right, right. now. Right. <laughs> Because you're all, you know, the number one drama. I was about to say. Why are you over here? (laughs) Trying to say no names. (laughs) Just gonna move on. But yes, (laughs) even with the weekend update that they did, like, this is probably the most weekend update clips I've seen on YouTube, which lets me know that had to have been a long weekend update. Mm -hmm. But it was like five or six different clips of it. But he was on the weekend update as Gumby. And it was so funny, like really, really funny. And he was Buckwheat. He was Mr. Robinson. Like he did a lot of his old characters. Um, There was a character, there was a scene they did, you know, one of the ones where they filmed, where it's not Mm -hmm. actually live, where it was he and Maya Rudolph as husband and wife doing Uh dinner. And that was really, really funny. Like it was just a good show for me all the way around. Um, and you know, all of us feel differently about stuff, but for me personally, I thought that it was really good. Yeah. I, th- I think I appreciate this, because uh, it was an article I was reading. I think I read half of the article, I'll be honest, not the full article. Mm-hmm. But it was something like his comeback, whatever. He's like, well, I never feel like it was like a comeback. I've always I, yep, kind I heard of been him say here. That. So, <laughs> and I, of course, you know, you've always been here. However, yeah. but see, for him, <laughs> I understand why he makes that argument, though. Yeah. Because he's, well, and it may have happened like maybe once or twice, like around um, when he made, was it Orbit or something like whatever he, movie he made. If he made like a whack movie that didn't do well mm-hmm. and he went away for a while, I could see some people saying, come back with that. Yeah. But a lot of these times, like with Dream Girl, Mm-hmm. He did Dream Girls. People said that was a comeback. But when he left, Dream Girls did well. You know, yeah. so it was like he left. He left because he chose to. It wasn't yeah. because anything and that's the thing, went so wrong. I think he's always done things. But I think they've always been yeah a lot of like smaller things. So I think yeah. right now it feels like a big kind of a return. Yeah, like I mean because you, you get Dolomite, you have Beverly SNL, Hills Cop, yeah, you have SNL, you have Coming to America. There's a lot that's about to come from him. Yeah, so, so. it's a comeback, sir. Like, <laughs> this is a lot of there's a lot of big things that people are excited about, about to see. Yeah, I just hope. You just always get scared. People go back to that old stuff. You hope it's still yes, you know? yes. Well, he, he he said he honestly believes that the second one is better than the first with Second Coming to America. America. So that's 
That's a major statement. So I'll be <laughs> honest. Mm -hmm. I don't love the first one, mm -hmm. but I think it's because I heard about it for so long. So I didn't see it in its in full until like the past few years. Okay, the first time I'm seeing it in full, and I think it's one of those things. It's like the hype is so there That's when you finally watch it. It's like, okay, this is an enjoyable movie. You know, yeah. like I, I've been there. So I, <laughs> I completely this understand. Is enjoyable, I see. But also, too, I think, and you can look at it kind of in the context. I, I see though why this was great in right. eighty whatever. Yes. You know, like, but me watching twenty years later. Okay. Okay. Right. This is nice. <laughs> like well, if you watch people. it now, I'm sure you can find a lot of really problematic things about it. So. I mean, of course. And I think it's the thing too. Is like you rebooting this old, right. stuff, this old stuff. You can't really. <laughs> yeah. You, can't be that person. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I think too. That's sometimes what I guess I'm trying to find is with comedy mm -hmm. to still be funny or people who are so out there. Yeah. With them kind of continuing to stay current and relevant, you have to really navigate that carefully. Yeah. And it's funny you would say that because one of the things I like the most is that during his um, opening monologue, he was joined by Tracy Morgan, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and at the very end, Kenan Thompson came on. Mm -hmm. um, like literally very end. But <laughs> seeing all of them on stage together was really funny. But it also made me think to myself how these men have had to, you know, well, Dave Chappelle, of course, being the exception, have had to figure out how to navigate changing some of their comedy. Dave Chappelle ain't changed yes, shit. He's like, you just gonna deal. But um, but I'm like that that for me, I feel like that is how you show that you are a great comedian if you can navigate in a that way. Part, where I you think can, if you can kind of not keep up with the times, but keep up with the times. Like, yeah. Or keep up with I guess with the times politically. Yes. Yeah. Cause I think I think funny doesn't necessarily change. I just think we are at least now in a place where we realizing that things are offensive and have been offensive. Yeah. So now we just need to kind of correct. Mm -hmm. And I think it also is a, which ironically enough, I've talked to Andre about this because I think we're trying to overcorrect so much because there's been like yes. no censor. It feels like there's too much. Yes. And we just kind of, at some point we're going to get to the middle. We but do a bad job <laughs> of finding the middle. That's the problem. But it just takes time. I think, I think because like I'm saying, because there was, you say whatever for right. so long mm -hmm. and now it's like, yeah, that was an issue. Like yeah. let's, and then they feel like, oh, I can't say anything right. then. It's like, you can. <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, because, like, a white person, a white comedian can make a joke about black people, but you got to be careful. Mm -hmm. So, it's, right. there's, a, there's still a line, but you can, you know what I'm saying? You can make jokes, just not racist jokes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation, though. But, yeah. Because what you just said on the white side does not apply to the black side. There is nothing black people can't say about white people. It's well, black people can literally say whatever they want about it. the time. <laughs> we are the oppressed people. So, hey. But I, but I would say the same, though, for, like, straight and queer people. Mm -hmm. Like, straight person can make a gay joke. Just be careful. Right. There's still a line. Right. But straight people, I mean, gay people say whatever. Right. But see, you said we are the oppressed people. This is a whole nother episode of the podcast. <laughs> but I'm like, an Asian person can't say something about a black person either. There are right, a lot of a whole nother listen. It's a whole nother conversation. I know people who are Afro-Cuban, who if they say the N word, black people will attack them. It's so many layers to this. There like, are, but I, I want to respond to both of these things. <laughs> I, okay, I'll say this really quickly. Okay. I think <clears throat> other ethnicities mm -hmm. are sometimes well, Afro-Cuban 
you gotta be careful if you're only black when it's convenient. Like right. only when you wanna say nigga, then you can be black. Absolutely. Then I got a problem with you saying it. Yeah. And then with Asian people, sometimes you, cause it's like we're still both minorities. Right. But some Asian people like to present as Caucasian. Yes. And this so then that's true. where it gets problematic. And, but that's where Latinx <laughs> and black people have put them too. Because of so many Asian people who lean in that direction, it's almost like if you were to look at a line, you would see uh, black and Latinx standing on one side of the line and white and Asian on the other. And I'm like, and that's unfortunate because I know like as far as Japanese and Chinese, I know people who would feel that mm-hmm. way. But you know, like brown people, like you know yep. um indian they would have a totally different feeling they'd Absolutely. be like no like we're we're not over there with white people like I, uh, okay listen so many layers so <laughs> come on moving on yeah. i just don't even know where to go from that well we'll continue with jumping around okay and just start we brought up queer people mm-hmm. so we'll continue there come on you better you better <laughs> transition let's yes. do a segue so <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are one Come on! Again. I didn't even know where you were going. Yeah. I didn't know. I couldn't like... figure out. I was like, I don't know where he's going. He said queer. Where? What on this list? Okay. So Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are once again showing that there could be parent goals. Like, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. fully appreciate him. Because he was, I think it was an interview or a podcast or something. Yeah. And he was just talking about essentially just being supportive yeah, of his child. Yeah. Just pretty much it. Just like, and I'm, but he said, I'm learning I'm learning. to be open, yeah. essentially, or learning to accept them and support them on their journey mm-hmm. as they journey. And use the she pronoun. I was yeah. like, come on. This is a Wow. Wow. So it's just it. And I think, I think it's very important though to see a famous black man do that. Absolutely. To see a famous black man who was an athlete to do that. A- absolutely. I think also too, because he was there, what was it, Matt Barnes? I don't know. I think it was another athlete as well. But I think, it's important to have that conversation yeah. amongst athletes and it still be supportive and encouraging. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to see that. And I like this so much from him because, you know, um, Gabrielle and Zaire went with Zion to the Pride Festival, mm-hmm. but Dwayne wasn't able to be there. Oh, I thought so he went. I, I loved realized. being able to, like, him, mm-hmm. you Same. know, because he, he has made sure that his voice has been heard the entire time. Even if he can't physically be at some of these yeah, events yeah. and stuff like that, you will know where I'm coming from. And I appreciate it because of so many people, they would back down Absolutely. if there were way too many people, yeah. you know, but he's made statements where he's like, you know, this is how ignorance sounds. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I like that he calls people out and he's like, it's not going to bother me though. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, this is my child, that, that not part. yours. I think you know? too, because there was this whole thing and this was, I guess, a few weeks ago because they posted a picture. The picture where they're on the steps, I think. Yes, and he had his nails. Yes, had yeah. the nails and then everybody's going in or whatever, but I, I don't know their names. Right. But then the older brother kind of responded. He's like, yeah. just like, we're not doing these jokes. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't what we finna do. It's <laughs> like, like, you better go off, big brother. That's what we love to see. I fell out when he said it. was like, you better tell him. It's like, no. That's the shit is cute. Right. Right. <laughs> like, let it go. Not, not this one. I said, energy. So we love to see. The whole family ready. They're like, that what? Part. What's going to happen? But I think this is good, though. And I think it's, it's, it's good to see that because I think for the longest time if i can't think of any other examples we've only seen magic yeah and then i and ej or, yeah yeah magic and ej and then i guess to um the smiths the but smiths like will and jada and oh i thought you were specifically just, no. about basketball no. okay gotcha <laughs> no no but i just meant, but i mean also i just feel like black celebrities though in general it's only been yeah. those three mm-hmm. 
But I, but it is good though because at least uh, with Magic and Dwayne, they're both athletes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people look at the Smiths' parenting in general as a different mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Indeed. So them being supportive and encouraging is not right. Like opening, like we're not shocked. Will and Jada are my personal goals, you know, and so that's why when black people were looking at them all strangely, I was like, of course, (laughs) because they veer a little left to what it is that you. For me, I feel like a blueprint that everyone could believe is accessible is what you're seeing with Dwayne and Gabrielle. That's that's very like you know directly down the center parenting the way that you should raise your child yeah, yeah. you know I th- with yeah. with uh and an acceptance and love and respect you know and i'm not gonna attempt to change you this is who you are yeah. so like he said let me educate myself absolutely i need to be educated that because part. at the end of the day he knows who he is she knows who she is yeah. you know who am i that part you know that that's what i need to figure out and so i put that on my um Facebook, because I was like, there's somebody reading this who needs to see this. Because at the end of the day, it's about you. Yes. You're bothered in your spirit, but your child knows exactly who they that are. Part. They figured out who they are, and now they're ready to navigate in that. that part. You bothered. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Okay. You know? You need to figure out what's happening internally that that's messing up your spirit because they're happy. So how uh, are you going to see your child reveling in joy and you have a problem with it? Okay. That's some. That's some... Soul searching, you need to get. But yeah, I think, like you said, a lot more attainable. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Just kind of hit these really quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mariah made history. It's her 19th number one. Listen. Yeah, she's she's one away from tying with the Beatles. Well, go off. Mm -hmm. Go off. (laughs) And it was all I want for Christmas, right? Listen. Right. No, I'm <laughs> it's just so interesting how this song has become so popular like Listen. the last literally like the last like four three or four yes. years honestly mm-hmm. and i'm like i really don't remember this song for real growing up <laughs> really you don't no. oh my goodness every every christmas i used to play that thing come downstairs and <laughs> blasting <laughs> but i think though maybe at least for my family we just really just listened to the radio okay and so of course it might have been on but it wasn't maybe one of the ones that was in heavy rotation yeah or at least we'll at the see stations we were listening with so I don't know. us mariah started the morning mariah yeah. was come down to the tree mm-hmm. after that that it was done <laughs> we ain't listening to that then it was temptation time okay it was like in jackson yes. five time in my mind listen hey <laughs> come on let me t- don't you know for the longest time I was I was messaging George oh. um, <laughs> we talked about this a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for the longest time I didn't realize that was Silent Night because they do so damn much <laughs> oh my god I'm on screen <laughs> like, he was like we will jazz up some shit I was like child it's so funny because it's so true that part <laughs> think it's just a regular like r&b song you be rocking okay oh he said i didn't know <laughs> that is so true oh you didn't make me hot you stupid because <laughs> it was so true that's what made me scream because when you said it i was like shit that is real i know i'm not the only one i know i'm not but it's a classic and mariah has her 19th number one so that's exciting oh for this old ass song right that's exciting listen too. Yes, again, just again, comebacks. How did you come all the way back around? But like you said before we got on here, you said the social media played a really big part in that, yeah. and that's true. Absolutely, it's true. Because I, I really, I don't think she was the queen of Christmas again until a few years ago. Yeah, like 
I'm like, okay. Listen, I'm not mad at it. I'm a, I'll put and you want to talk about somebody who has her career has been a roller coaster. Listen, whoo, some dips, <laughs> and she rises like a phoenix, boy. Like she had that horrible New Year's fiasco, Did. and you would have no idea it even existed because here she is shining. That part again, singing again. this song. Yes. <laughs> who would who would have known? She said, "Come for me whenever you want," because Christmas has come back around. <laughs> so literally, do that. whatever you want. Okay. Forget the other. <laughs> months out of the year yes i rule november and december please no i do please no so get your fun out now which i'm not mad at because there aren't i i mean I, it's hard to do a christmas album i think because i was even reading something about her kind of like making it and she was almost kind of discouraged from making it because people typically did it later in their career yeah. mm-hmm. it was so early in hers she was like well now we're gonna do it right but i also think it has worked because it's has, has stayed sustained yeah but it also is ironically though more popular it seems like now now than yes. it was even though it yes. was wildly successful then it mm-hmm. just is much more you know it, it, it is the definition of legs <laughs> <laughs> has I'm legs not, for forever i'm not mad at that and you showed me an updated video i was like now this is how you know okay she went and created a whole new video for this old ass song <laughs> but people yes. still rock like it's i'm not mad at it absolutely i even saw a video too um of people, I guess, of course, leaving one of the concerts or whatever. And I love when I see this, like, people in the subway, they're just all singing her yes. songs. I'm like, y'all better go in. Right? I love it. Just <laughs> me teary eye. Like, it's my song y'all singing. I don't know why. It's just, I love it. And all the backgrounds and everything. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Get emotional. Feel it. You better feel it. Get it, That's like actually one of her songs. Yes. <laughs> Got me He's feeling emotion. He's still. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Moving on. <laughs> Singers, mm-hmm. we're continuing with singers. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is this? La- why are we laughing? Because boy, I've been waiting. Okay, so go ahead. Not you've been waiting, Cause, right? Because it was number two on the list, so we didn't. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens but for a reason. But it all has flowed. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was announced, I guess, months ago mm-hmm. that. Aretha biopic was going to be happening mm-hmm. and a Jennifer Hudson was going to be playing Aretha in this biopic. Because <laughs> because Aretha chose her herself. Hand, handpicked. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all this conversation, this debate about are we doing Aretha's recordings? Is Jennifer Hudson singing? It's like Jennifer is the voice because she's really a coach on the voice mm-hmm. here and in the UK. Like mm-hmm. This is what she does. Okay. So of course she would be the person to sing. Okay. And so this week... <laughs> can't stand you <laughs> and this week um a clip i guess the first little preview whatever came out with her i don't know why they did this but because i'm like we don't need that you know what i'm saying because they i've seen like i've seen pictures or whatever whatever mm-hmm. right? so i'm just like we know it's happening let's read the people are gonna go so mm-hmm. just, i don't know what this is for but okay <laughs> so they don't release the little short teaser like yeah like listen 20 seconds or the something shortest of teasers she just is singing respect and most people were not here for it. Um, they just felt like it was Effie White singing Aretha. It's, well, we didn't say anything. We actually we had, we had been uh uh-huh, and and nodding. I'm just waiting for you to open the gate. That's what it. is the gate? <laughs> I've, I've been holding it all in, so I'm just waiting for you to be like, okay, what do you think, Raven? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yes. I mean, I again, I watched. It. I feel like she can. I'm, I'm that person. I guess I don't really care to hear the original stuff. If the person can sing, I'll be fine with that. Because um, to me, it, I don't lip syncing always kind of takes me out just a bit, especially mm-hmm. if I know the actor can sing or whatever. 
So I have no issue with that. Like, I know Jennifer Hudson can sing. She's just nobody's best actress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were going in, and I was like, well, nobody said Aretha made great decisions. We just said this who she handpicked. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. this was her choice. Whatever. So, I believe that trailer, that teaser, excuse me, mm-hmm. was B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T. Why? <laughs> because I'm the complete opposite of you. Okay. The complete. Okay. If you're going to do a biopic about an artist, I want to hear their voice, not yours. Okay. So the minute I hear her begin to sing respect, I'm like, oh hell no. It literally is Effie. That's so, it. Like Oh no, I'll let you finish. I couldn't even I couldn't remove Jennifer Hudson. Let me, let me like I want to not see Jennifer. Like I was totally fine when they said she was gonna be playing Aretha. Because I was like, okay, she's gonna give passion to this performance. So I was ready for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not expecting stellar acting, because with all due respect, it's just Aretha's story. Like I don't I don't need to see anything mind-blowing for an Aretha Franklin movie. Yeah, well, I mean, we won't get the good gossip anyway, so. Right, so that's why, that's why I'm like, I'm expecting it to be a pretty basic film, so I'm not really expecting anything stellar. Let's, let's be clear. So I was like, okay, I'm fine with her playing her. Yeah. But the minute she started singing and it was her voice, I was like, I'm never going to be able to watch this movie and see Aretha. That's fair. Because every time it's your voice I hear, it's going to pull me out of the fact that it's Aretha's movie. So do you think, so like movies though, like Ray, because that was mostly Jamie singing, to my understanding. Does that work because he was able to mimic him? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like, as soon as she opened her mouth, I heard a note that I could tell was Jennifer. But I was like, but by the end of this, even though it was just a teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, by the end of this, if I can say to myself, you know what? I can hear Aretha in there. Then I would have been cool. But I'm like, it didn't even seem like you attempted to be Aretha. At least with Jamie, his whole thing was, I'm going to still go for Ray, even though it's me singing. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, have you heard her sing Aretha before, though? No. Mm-mm. Has okay. she done it before? Yeah. So I'll show you a clip later, and maybe I want—I just wonder if that performance maybe mm-hmm. is sounding like her enough. I don't know. So I think she'll do good enough. You know what that you made know? me think of? What? Why have we never gotten a Stevie Wonder movie? I don't know. I just—I just, I don't know what made me think of him. Because I think because in my mind, as soon as you said Ray, I was like, I think somebody could really do a great job with a Stevie Wonder movie. When I get nervous about these biopics, it's just Cradle to the Grave is a really long movie. And I just, I need to know what years of Aretha's. What, what movie is No, it? I'm saying, no, in general, like a, oh, like oh. a birth to, you know Because I was saying? like, there was a movie called Cradle to the Grave. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I just, like, their whole 60-year career. Yeah. It's a long film. Yeah. So I just need us to be very focused and concise. <laughs> what are we going to focus on? Well, see, but, but that can also be a negative, too. Because they've done some films where they've given you literally like a smooth like ten years of somebody, mm-hmm. and you're like, I, I don't I don't know anything about them. <laughs> like you gave me their life from like 25 to 35, <laughs> and I'm like, well, where's the story? I like mean... you just gave me the the height of their success, and that and that's it. So I'm like, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. No, no, I get Absolutely. that. I'm thinking about it too. Um, just... They don't have to go from you know start to finish, but at least make sure that it's the stuff that really matters. Even if you have to skip over some time, you know. So what would you? I guess. So I guess what years would you want this movie to have? I would like for it to end before she passed away. Okay. Because I don't th- love you to death, Jennifer, but I don't think you could pull off old Aretha dying. I like. I don't. I don't really see that happening. I don't want to see that either, though. It's just, oh. It's not... You don't want to see it. I don't think I want to see. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, that, that's where the actor resides. I mean, the actor? The Oscar? There we go. That's where the Oscar resides, though. In moments like that, you know, like, okay. okay. Fading. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So I wouldn't want it to get to that point. Because I don't know if she's capable. Uh, but 
I would love for her, I would love for them to show when she stood in for, um, Pavar was it Pavarotti? We'll go with that. When oh, she yeah, stood in for him. Mm -hmm. um, oh, God, that was such a moment. Like, I love to see stuff like that. There's no, <laughs> there's no way you're going to do this movie and not show her in her coat. You gotta show the coat. You stupid. If you don't show her in that coat. I'm asking is, I guess, where would you want it to end? Do I don't know? know. Maybe you can end it with that performance. Because that's pretty big. When she did that, that was pretty big. Okay. So, yeah. Because, yeah, we don't need to see her. That time where I know I had to have called you or at least text you when she was on the stage with um, Michelle Obama. Oh. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> it was something happened where she either walked directly past Barack or Michelle. It was something so ignorant. Was I was like, that's Patty? a shady that woman. No. Mm -hmm. it was a, no with yeah. them? I don't this know was, what I was like, this is so shady. I want to find it. I'm going to look for it afterwards. <laughs> so where would you start it then? Now I'm curious. So See, can... you know her better than I do. I don't know if so I do. I wouldn't okay. even you do. You Because <laughs> the fact that I've been leading this part of the conversation, I'm like, I you. did not know I knew this it's much fine. about her. Well, so. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> no. Because I ain't never heard a whole album. Ever. I could probably tell you three songs. I'm sure you can name way more than three Aretha songs. What? Freeway of Freeway of Love? Is That's that what it's one. called? Um, a Rose is Still a Rose. Okay. Respect. Okay. That's all I got for you. Damn there. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> I don't know none of her gospel stuff, so I can't help you with that. I didn't say it had to be gospel. Did she do Amazing Grace before? She has done Amazing Grace. Yeah. That's the name of the gospel album. There we so go. I, I can't stand The gospel it. album? She only had one? Oh, so my, well, I, my, maybe she, I think she had maybe a few before she started doing secular stuff. I don't okay. know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on from Aretha. Okay, so the movie's coming out in 2020. I assume some of everybody's gonna be in it. Mm -hmm. so we'll see it. <laughs> or not. Whatever. Um, they're rebooting the game on the CW, mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Like, so they're. I guess it's not. A reboot, more of a continuation. So it's going to oh, be, okay. it's going to be a one-hour drama set somewhere on the East Coast with Got like you. newer people. So we might see some of the older faces. So but, I've never watched the game. Was it a drama before? I thought it was a comedy. So it. So they're transitioning the genre. Wow. So, okay. So on the CW originally it was very sitcom, but Mark kind of always does dramedy stuff. Yeah. But it was still felt like a sitcom for the most part. Okay. It went to the B. It went to BET and it slowly transitioned more into a dramedy, but it stayed thirty minutes. Okay. And so I guess now it's going to be a drama. But she's not show running. She's executive producing. Somebody else is over it. Okay. I'm like, where's her project? <laughs> Well, when I heard the news of this, literally all I saw were people saying you could have spent this time bringing girlfriends back. I don't want to see that either. See? <laughs> also, you're putting a lot on Tracy Ellis Ross. Like, I don't know if she's going to be able to do Blackish and. Who's putting them on? Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have, having her do Blackish and girlfriends. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> At this point, I, maybe because I've got my closure, I'm just like, just let it go. Mm hmm. Because you can't do any... I, no, it's just been too long. I can't think... I mean, I'm, to be completely honest, I don't. I can't think of a show that I really loved that I need to see again. I don't. I don't need to see Buffy again, Angel. <clears throat> I don't need to see Sex and the City again. Like, I'm good on so many... It ended. It was done. I'm good. Yeah, and even though... You know what I'm saying? I know they got canceled or whatever, but it's, at this point, though, it's been 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. We got to go. We got to let it go. Yeah. Which one was canceled? Uh, well, they both were. Really? So, Girlfriends was canceled. Then the next year, the game was canceled. But it got revived on BET. BET. Like, two years later. So, wait. So, 
Wait, so they were canceled on the CW, and that's but yet they're, they're going back. back to the CW? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweetie. That part. <laughs> Why not go back to BET? Because they, they left on their own terms on BET, right? Yeah, yeah they got a finale. Yeah, yeah so why not the, the, the place that didn't cancel you? <laughs> or go to, the, what is it called, BET Plus or something? What is you, it? you have not named a good option yet, but I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. I'm trying. I just think it sucks. It's going to get canceled again because nobody wants to watch it. Yeah, yeah. So People have made that very clear online. So. I don't know if that's going to give them pause or what. But... <laughs> But hey, dang, my girls never got an ending. Mm-mm. Did not. Like, the game got canceled. Girlfriends got canceled. <laughs> she wasn't there for the end of being Mary Jane. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Love Is got canceled. That damn Celine, <laughs> fuck him. Because <laughs> his ass still going to work every day. He get on my goddamn nerves. Oh, the last thing. Yeah, because he's black. He's on Black Lightning, right? That's where the fuck he at. <laughs> So, uh-huh. Watchmen from HBO. <laughs> the season ended. Listen. Blue Penis Gate. I guess we could have started. Did you with say this Blue one. Penis Gate? I did. So, that actually could have been a transition Fit. from yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Watchmen season one was masterful. Like, real talk. Mm-hmm. That was good ass television. That could. Sh- listen. You could have made that in a, a movie and I would have gone to see every single one. <laughs> like. It was so good. It really is. It and was I, really good. And it was so good that like I don't know if I don't even need a second season. I don't. I don't. I would watch it, but I yeah, don't need it. Yeah, and I'm cuz I'm a little scared if it'll live up to yep. how good this is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's told a, an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And I think you also wrote it without the intention of having a season 2 or like knowing. Yeah. Which is good because you told this complete thing and we can leave it there. I know some people want something yeah. else. And I get that. But I you know, you just get nervous. It's like Yeah. Is it gonna be as good as this? Right. And I, I know. my initial feeling when we said we were gonna talk about this was to like go spoiler heavy and tell people to, you know, skip over it if they need to. But I'm not gonna to. I'm not I'm not no. gonna to. <laughs> I'm not going to. But I also think too, this is even a thing, not saying we're gonna spoil, but it's like even if you do spoil, watching it for yourself still adds so much. I need to go rewatch yes. like so much stuff I missed. But I also it made me want to go read the daggone on a novel. Novel, like, yeah. Absolutely. Because I feel like I, they reference so many things and you don't need to know that history but mm-hmm. I think it just adds further context and makes things clearer for you yes so and there were nine episodes right yes okay so I want you all who, whoever and is I listening never to this short seasons but this worked it worked I didn't need anything more it really did this it was, really did and I never like long yeah. short seasons <laughs> ever especially on HBO <laughs> listen especially on HBO let's be clear listen let's be clear <laughs> anyway but you all need to make sure that you get into episode eight a god walks into a bar it is some of the best television i have seen in many many years their writing department deserves everything everything because it all starts on the motherfucking page bitch (laughs) all of it i just want you to be very clear ain't and bitch on set with a job if you ain't wasn't written first be very clear. It's so passionate. It's so passionate. Be very clear. Hey man. That, that's this is why 2020 is gonna be what it is for you. Cause you coming in with all this fire. It just starts on the page. People forget that. 
you gonna go into this because this good new year. Thing, um, because I didn't watch the movie, but I think um, a marriage story. There was this clip circulating, I guess, of this big argument, whatever that they have. I didn't watch the clip either. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everybody's like, oh my gosh, they did so well. Look, I never seen acting like that. How they remember all those lines? Bitch, they got paid to. This is yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how that goes. You memorized the shit because you signed up to do. This. Yes. Yeah. And it, I think it's the whole thing of like maybe they improvised or whatever. And somebody was like, there's not as much improvisation in like filmmaking as y'all think there is. Right. Like, people really take the time <laughs> right. to write and you learn those lines. Yeah. This is kind of how this goes. Yeah, pretty much. Like maybe in the comedies here and there. But right. This is, not a, <laughs> right. this is not what most of us out here doing. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a really, really long monologue from um, Scarlett Johansson. And halfway through, I was just like, shit, you had to memorize all this. Oh. And it took me back to the stage, and I was like, whoo, it's oh. not a game. An actor. Shut up. <laughs> Shut a up. performer. A stage legend. <laughs> Whatever, child. A legend. Whatever. <laughs> we love to see it. We're moving on. That's what we're doing. We're moving on. You posted a picture recently, didn't you? I said, look at that bitch on the stage. <laughs> I was like, wow, when I saw that in my memories, I was like, yo. Like the corners of my mind. I used to actually act. Wow. I used to act. Wow. Indeed. We're going to step into that director space one day. Oh, shut up. We are. But it all starts where? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where it starts. <laughs> shut your ass up. Where does it start? Do people want to know? It starts on the page. Thank you. Whatever. We're going to go. Thank you. We're going to go <laughs> and make our way into a decade in review. <laughs> a whole fool. We will be back. <laughs> A decade in review. Listen, it ain't a year. (laughs) A whole decade. And I feel like I don't have enough stuff to talk about, but hey. For all you know, as we're talking, some things may come to you. Or maybe I'll say some things and you'll be like, oh, in my life, something similar happened. I might. Because listen, mine is lengthy. (laughs) Come on, Lynn. That's what the boys like. Well. And the girls too. uh, Yeah. Girth too. But yeah. Okay, I hear more girthers than I do lengthers. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You want to feel more full. I'm part. I'm part. I'm be stuffed like a turkey, okay? I can't. Okay. Anyway, so. I support it. So we sat around for a little minute figuring out what it was we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 been. A decade it has been so a lot has taken place in our lives you know uh-huh so okay so <laughs> i'll go into my first two okay so the first one is exist i named it existing beyond home okay and that's me living in leaving baltimore okay and living in new jersey in new york and in atlanta so I moved to New Jersey initially, and I lived in Union City, New Jersey, for a year. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I lived in Union City, but I was pretty much always either in Hoboken or in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great feeling because in living in Union City, I was directly across from Manhattan. Yeah. So getting over there was really easy. Either I would take a shuttle through Lincoln Tunnel, or I would go down to Jersey City and catch the PATH train. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but either way, like it was very easy getting into the city. And I, so I loved Jersey. I loved Jersey because it was, um, I was living with my god brother and his boyfriend at the time. And I don't know, everything was just really peace. Uh, I ended up having a falling out with my god brother, unfortunately, that to this day we've never really come back from. Uh, but that would probably be the only negative to the entire experience of living in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else was really, really good. I enjoyed living. And I don't give Jersey enough props. I always talk about how I lived in New York, but I seldom talk about how I lived in Jersey, too. <laughs> so it was literally an entire year. So shout out to Jersey. That, yeah. <laughs> so then there was New York. I lived in New York for a year and a half. I lived in uh, the South Bronx and I lived in Brooklyn. So I lived in the South Bronx the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. And everyone always talks about how one is really far, the other one is really far. Uh, Some people say Brooklyn is too far away. Some people say South Bronx is too far. It would take me an hour to catch the train Mm -hmm. from the South Bronx to Brooklyn. But to me, it didn't feel long. It never felt long to me, you know? I don't know. Like, first of all, being on a train in New York, you'll always be entertained. You'll either have somebody performing that'll entertain you, there will be looks that entertain you, something. Uh, so and also I had music to listen to and it was just so much to do in this day and age I don't understand how anybody's bored because we have too much technology in our hands Mm -hmm. literally Uh, but yeah so living in the South Bronx was interesting because I did not live in the best neighborhood (laughs) at all Uh, I always would laugh to myself because I would catch the six and I would think of J-Lo and I'd be like I'm on the six wow look at you but whatever (laughs) but like I was in a neighborhood that was all about the blue lights everywhere but the neighbors were like everybody was really cool I never felt in danger yeah and I laugh when I say that because I always think to myself where there were literally cop cars everywhere. So I guess I couldn't feel but so. But I'm also a black man living in America. So while I'm looking out for people in the neighborhood who might shoot me, it could actually be the cops. But moving wow. forward. Wow. Um, but. I not expecting that turn there. <laughs> Listen, facts. But then I closed out my time in New York living in Brooklyn. Okay. And that was everything. If I moved back to New York, I would go directly back to Brooklyn. And when I lived in Jersey, when I lived in the South Bronx, I would always hear people who lived in Brooklyn talk about how they have no reason to go into the city. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn gave them all they needed. And that was actually true. With the exception of you, if you wanted to go to something specific in the city, you never had a reason to leave Manhattan. I mean, uh, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not. I told you this years ago. Brooklyn is actually the size of Texas. Houston, Houston. Yeah. Um, It's the size of Houston. No, it could not be the size of Texas. I didn't know it was that big. Yes. Brooklyn is the size of Houston. It is big. Like that populated or that, like, literally, like... The amount of space, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, So when I found that out, I was like, well, shit, now that explains the reason why you don't need to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Place is huge. Yeah, because I always hear how far Brooklyn is from the city. Yeah. I never hear people say there's so much, though, to do, which would make sense. Yeah. Like, there's absolute life there, especially downtown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I loved living there, especially because when I lived there, I lived in a brownstone. It, my whole street looked very Cosby. Come very. On. Shut your mouth the way you looked at me. I'm for <laughs> it. I'm for it. That fits you. Ah, uh, shut up. <laughs> I loved it so much. Yeah, it would definitely be Brooklyn if I ever go back. And then, of course, where we are now with Atlanta. And, uh... This is, listen, when we cross the threshold of April, it will be the longest I've ever lived 
in well first of all it's going to be a record for a few reasons okay um i think i've told you i've only lived in places for two and a half years my relationships have never lasted longer than two and a half years i don't know what the hell that is <laughs> but once i cross uh april here i will break that that i don't i want to call it a curse okay whatever it is and i'll finally be someplace for three years or in something for three years <laughs> so i'm looking forward to it are we afraid of commitment do we need to explore that <laughs> i'm joking with you <laughs> your face though it's like bitch <laughs> But yeah, so that was all in this decade. And it wasn't until I was thinking about us doing this episode that I realized, wow, all of that took place in just this one decade. I don't know why I felt like I lived in Jersey and New York before then, but I didn't. I moved there in 2011. Come on, so busy. Like, wow. For it. Uh, and then the second one would be my wellness journey. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot that goes into this uh, because in my wellness journey, um, Starting really in 2000, yeah, starting in 2010. And 2010 was when I created the love movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the journey of that, and I'll get back to that later. Uh, But there's yoga, life coaching, Reiki, meditation, all of that took place all in this one decade. And uh, it's been very, very special. You know, my 30s were major for me Mm -hmm. as far as really figuring out my direction yeah you know like since 21 i've known what my purpose was but i didn't know how it was going to look Mm -hmm. you know so i've done different things and all of it in some way has been about helping the world community as a whole but it wasn't until my 30s that i was really able to hone in on exactly what it was supposed to be about Mm -hmm. and so this wellness journey has meant a whole lot to me and now I'm about to go into a whole different direction of which I'll talk about at the beginning of the year um, in 2020 in my 40s. So I'm looking forward to this next chapter. Right. Indeed. Well, chapter. <laughs> and Four. also, I, I think I want to I want to connect more to what I did as far as Reiki, because I've known that I've had the ability to be a Reiki master for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because of the fact that Reiki, I feel, has always come very natural to me. That the practice itself, I haven't really honed in on the way I should. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing in this next decade, I'll allow myself to flow a little bit more into it. Uh, With 2020 being the year of healthy selfishness, I'm just looking to cultivate more of a love and respect for myself mm-hmm. so the idea of helping other people out with their energy is kind of a little lower than it normally is when it comes yeah to me. that makes sense because yeah you're just trying to i think going back early about your stress and everything else trying to prioritize self a bit more mm-hmm. so yeah you absolutely got to fill your own cup up before you can pour out because you have something in your cup facts but it's somebody else's so that makes yeah. sense <laughs> okay what about you um i'll kind of go off of you a little bit i guess um i've moved this uh decade as well mm-hmm. i guess uh, <laughs> started in 2010 uh was in birmingham mm-hmm. uh, when i wow because 2010 i graduated high school come on oh, yeah. wow so <laughs> it's like duh but yeah so that's where i was i graduated uh in birmingham and then i moved down to macon for school mm-hmm that didn't really work out. We'll come back to that later. Okay. Then, but also, I guess during that time too. So like, I moved to. Well, I got I got accepted whatever to my school. I guess what is that? The beginning of 2010. I can't remember how all that goes. Like, applied in like October. I think I got accepted 
beginning of the spring, whatever. Right. <laughs> so I knew I was coming to Macon, but it, I had like planned that because I was like, okay, I'd be like three and a half hours from family, like just close enough, just not far enough, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm set to go there, but then my family decided they were moving to Atlanta. I'm like, well, bitch, I got some shit. <laughs> but girl, it's like an hour and a half, and I guess also two. Um, because like I've told you before, I really didn't come up home often. It's not like they came down there either, so it's not right. like they were in my backyard. I just felt like they would be closer mm-hmm. than they were. Um, so then, so yeah, they were in like Alpharetta and then Johns Creek for a while. So I guess I can count those. Mm-hmm. That's why I would be on my breaks and stuff. And then when I left school. My family was at that point in Houston, so Mm -hmm. I was in Houston for two years. That was a really good time. I did not appreciate or enjoy Houston enough because I didn't want to be there when I was there. I want to get back to Georgia, try to finish school. I want to come back. Most of my like close friends and everybody was here. It was this guy I was thinking about trying. I was like, he's here. (laughs) It's like just where I need to be. And so you don't feel like you really gave as much to houston as you could have yeah and i think i think i was really starting to especially that first year but i think i was starting to enjoy myself more in the second year and i think had i not come back then i might have um flourished a little bit more a little bit more yeah because i was really starting to open up to the idea of just being there yeah but i don't think because child you live in there you make me never feel like i would want (laughs) to like i have no reason to ever go to houston he doesn't make it sound like anything is happening there no it's crazy the houston city stuff is always happening it's so much to do i just didn't get out really and allow myself to do that but yeah um i I don't know. It's weird though, because everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I think had I not moved, mm-hmm. I don't. I like uh, Houston's also not a city where I could be like writing and doing things either, though. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I might have been enjoying myself, right. but I'd be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. There. Would you be furthering your purpose? Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I'm doing that fully right now. It's on its way. Boy. It is. It boy. is. Boy. But you get. You don't know. Get what me I'm started. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's just. Right. Yeah. So then that, then I came back to Macon, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I am now. Um, For now. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm about to say. That's where I end my <laughs> decade, but it won't be where I end 2020. Come so, on. There's Facts. that. Um, Listen. <laughs> it's so stupid. About to kick in the door. I cannot stand. Wave in the 4-4. can't stand you. <laughs> so, yeah. That was it. That was it. So, yeah. Um, yes. And Macon is not... I think similar to, um, make it's not bad. It's, it's like, you know, quiet. It's not, uh, this big sprawling city and I don't think it's trying to be, yeah. but it's also not really even a college town, which is weird though. Cause it's like four mm-hmm. colleges down there, like at least in that area, but you would think it would be more of that, right? but it's not. So <laughs> it's not a bad place. It's just not, again, not where I can be to further myself creatively or whatever else. And this is where I am now. It's right. just, it's time to leave because that's what I need to be leaning into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next for me would be the uh, Baltimore riot. For those of you who are aware of Freddie Gray and his death and how it set Baltimore off, you know, and to have lived in a time where I could actually sit there and watch on the news as a riot is taking place in the city that I live in, you know? Now, of course, I lived in the county, so I was far away from everything that was happening. But looking at something happening in um, a mall that we have in Baltimore called Mondombe, where my mother lived, you know? I'm getting worried because at this point, people are running through the streets destroying stuff. So, of course, we understood the anger and the pain when the cops were acquitted of what they did to Freddie Gray. However, for a lot of us, we felt like 
whenever situations like this happen, you know, the death of Martin Luther King and things of that nature, when we riot, we destroy our neighborhoods. So that's what we were blown by. It's like we're running through the streets of our neighborhoods, destroying everything that's going to have to be rebuilt again. So we're watching this on the news and everyone's wondering, you know, what is it we can do? What can we do? So after the riots ended, it was cleanup time. It was time for us to, you know, like go around, help, heal. So I went downtown and it's so, I'll never forget. I was on the train, headed to work and I made a decision that I couldn't do it. And I was like, I need to go and help. So mind you, I'm dressed. I got dress shoes on and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I need to go help. So I called my friend D'Angelo and we said we're going to meet and we're going to go down to, there were a brother, some brothers named the 300 Men March and they were going to get on the front lines, you know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> against the cops and everything and to help out uh, the epicenter of where everything was taking place. Mm-hmm. So we went and we joined them, put on the shirts and everything and we went marching. And so I called my job and I spoke with the sister who was at the um, receptionist desk and <laughs> I love her so much because I told her I was like so I can't come because I have to go and um, help my community and she, she was, it was a sister so she was like I hear what you're saying I'm gonna tell them you're sick <laughs> I fell out laughing <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. I was like, I was like, oh, she was like, I know you like to be honest, but this is the wrong time to do that. So thank you. I let them Thank know you, that ma'am. You're in the I'll, today, I'll okay? remember that forever. <laughs> she said that so calmly. She was like, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna tell her like, thank you, okay. But yeah, it was like we were on the we were on the news and everything. It was my first time ever experiencing pepper spray. I was like, okay, that was a lot. Ooh, um, it, be? <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't directly at me. You know, but I was in the vicinity and caught it, so it was too much. <laughs> I, I support you and others who can do that. It's just not my ministry. It's not your Listen, that's real. That's real. <laughs> and shout out to um, my sister Shamika Smalling. She's been on here when we did our episode. She had a whole episode to herself mm-hmm. about being bipolar. She was on the front line as well. As a matter of fact, she ended up going international because there's a picture of a sister. Um, <clears throat> walking past the cops with Sage and she was smudging all of the cops. Mm-hmm. That picture literally went all over the world. Uh, so shout out to her as well. <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, that was quite an experience. Then, uh, also in this decade is what I named the next chapter. And the next chapter is what I often say for those who are uh, leaving this realm, this realm of existence mm-hmm. and moving on to the next. And in this decade, uh, both of my grandmothers transitioned. Uh, Mama Elsie and Grandma Carrie, as well as Mama Lil, who was my great-grandmother, the mother of Mama Elsie, and my sister Tasha. Um, I have other family members who passed away as well, but the four of those were the most significant to me in the past decade. And so I celebrate them in this moment, and I speak all of their names, you know, uh, especially Mama Elsie. A lot of my friends who I have in my life now didn't have an opportunity to meet her, uh, but I'm thankful for those who did. Uh, she was... And remains the most positive human being I've ever met in my entire life. And so, yeah. And it almost makes me emotional to think that as I move on from another decade, it feels like, okay, that chapter of her is being left because that was her decade. Mm -hmm. Then we move on to another one. But, uh, yeah, I continue. Every single solitary thing I do in this life is honoring her name. So, yeah. Peace and love. All right. So next for you. Um. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, let me look at my list. <laughs> my bad, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. Like, 
<laughs> no, um, I think uh, I'll touch back on, I guess, similar to my moving. Yeah. And I didn't really, I guess, go in depth. Uh, I guess college was this decade. Mm-hmm. And just that whole experience of leaving home. And um, so I, I, I went to a school mm-hmm. where I didn't know anyone. I was going there <clears throat> without any other friends or whatever. And so you know me, I'm pretty much already to myself. It's, I'm doing better now. Yes, more, yes. I've been more <laughs> to myself in the past. Yes. Um, I'm not really the type to like, go out and really like, make new friends, seek people out. I don't really, I'm not the most social. I don't call myself friendly. I'm a great friend most of the time. <laughs> I'm just not friendly. friendly I'm very nice. Right. When I want to be, but... Come on. But that, that friendly <laughs> thing is just not my testimony. It's not. That's very Outgoing, honest. bubbly, whatever. But no, but leaving home, though, I was at least kind of told myself I need to at least um, come out of that a bit to at least meet a couple people. Like, yeah. let me get a, one or two friends or whatever kind of a thing. And so I did that. And it um, it kind of helped, too, because when I first went to college, there was this thing they called, because it's a mostly white school, but this is the... A, it's a larger black population now, but it wasn't as large when I first started. Okay. Like I was going to tell you last night, it was not like just 10 of us, but every black student knew who other, the other one was. Were, right. Even if we didn't know each other personally or know each other's name, we could be like, oh, that's so-and-so kind of yeah. hangs out with them or they, whatever. We recognize each other's faces. And so when I went, there's this thing they do. It's called a minority retreat, I think, or whatever it is. So you kind of go a few days early, kind of go kind of get to know each other um, when I... When I started, I don't think they do this part anymore. But we kind of went away to like a cabin kind of a thing. So for the night, we kind of like bunked there. And the next day, we did a bunch of like team building exercises types of things to get to know each other, kind of loosen up, whatever. So that was good. A whole bunch of icebreakers and stuff. And so I met a couple people there. But then like that first weekend, the actual university does its like freshman orientation thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I only do no more icebreakers. I haven't met enough people. <laughs> nobody else talk to me. But no, but I even met people then. And it's just me kind of coming out of myself and meeting people. Yeah. And I'll just say, I think that that experience, at least college in general, I met some of like friends that I'll hopefully have for life. Absolutely. Friends who've absolutely been there for important moments. I've been there for them who have really like helped and changed me and shaped, I feel like, in good and positive ways. Mm-hmm. And we've grown together. And we can even look back on times where we got on each other's nerves or if we're falling out and yes. say we're happy we grew from that we were able to like talk about that or do whatever mm-hmm. so I absolutely valued that I um and it's just I feel like everything happens for a reason and so the people that I needed to connect with I did mm-hmm. and maybe the people that I might have fallen out with or no longer friends with or whatever that needs to happen as well because maybe we serve the purpose that we needed for that time Come on. and then we can't continue to serve each other anymore for what we're going yeah so that works I think sometimes it sucks because yeah. if you have a close friend, you might feel like you're the friend that they need. Yeah. But you might not be the friend that they want. Yes. And it's like, you're lost. Right. But, you know, it's it's life. Um, But also, too, just with college, it just wasn't the best time academically, emotionally. Yeah. It, um... Because I think, because I, like, wanted to go to school. So I've known I wanted to write since high school. Right. But, of course, I want those families... Which is, I struggle with. We're going to get to that later, maybe. Okay. Um, Just they, <laughs> and that's how they're like, well, we're not paying for that. So you need right. to figure something out. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. So it's just that 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 struggle of trying to find a, a plan B yeah. when I know what the plan A is. And then you mm, can never fully. That's a word. Right you can there. never fully, or I at least could never fully give my all to the plan B when we want to do plan A. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. so I'm not really focusing on plan B. Plan A is kind of not being happening there. So right. we're just kind of doing nothing. So eventually that kind of like led to depression and different things or whatever. And of course not me eventually not finishing. 
Um, but it just it it's kind of weird too though, because it's like ten years ago leaving home. It's like I knew I wanted to write, and kind of like ending this decade, I'm really starting to maybe lean into that. Mm-hmm. I hate it took ten years to come full circle, right? But everything happens at its time. It does. <laughs> it does. But I think, it's like I said though before on the podcast, I, think, I feel like this year was a year for a lot of internal growth. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Maybe do other things, you know, next year. Yeah. So listen it's so funny i can't talk about it right now i gotta wait till the beginning of the year but it's so funny you would talk about how it took you 10 years to get to a place there is something that's going to be happening in 2020 that i sit back and i'm like wow it took 10 years for me to finally get here but okay. <laughs> i'm excited to hear it's it. finally going to happen yeah because i just realized i haven't shared it with you either oh um, my gosh good news big news i don't know what it is <laughs> i can't um but yeah so okay so with me the next thing would be the years so uh in 2010 i started naming every year for whatever reason i cannot remember what 2010s was because <laughs> back then i wasn't putting the years into my phone yeah in 2000 uh, i think t- 2012 i'd started but but thankfully i had documented 2011 so much online mm-hmm. that it made it easier to go back and find what the name of the year was so 2010 is out there somewhere i don't remember the name of that one find it it's fine but 2011 was the year of adventure 2012 was the year of new chapters 2013 was the purpose-driven year 2014 was the year of no fear 2015 was the year of me 2016 was the year of ascension 2017 was the year of no excuses 2018 was the year of the phoenix 2019 was the year of has been the year of exploration and 2020 will be the year of healthy selfishness love it listen and the funny thing is is that with some of the years i would name them with like only days to go before Mm. january 1st uh with like the year of exploration that happened probably maybe two months ahead of time uh the year of healthy selfishness came to me all the way back in september um so it really is all according yeah Uh, i never force it because I feel like when it's not forced and it happens organically, the year always matches. Yeah. The year of exploration has absolutely been that. I have traveled to more cities in 2019 than I have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meaning, and when I say in my entire life, I mean in one year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never gone to so many cities in one year before ever. Uh, so that has been an amazing feeling but also I've explored different things Mm -hmm. I've explored different things with sexuality with friendship all of that stuff you know Uh, so I've I've really really enjoyed this year and each time when I name a year and how it impacts others Mm -hmm. I think one of the best feelings is having people who I don't even think are paying attention DM me and tell me you know because of you I'm naming this year you know and or you named this year and in watching what it is you've said i've realized this year has been that for me too you know because you do things for yourself and you don't always notice other people are watching yeah people always are which is good and bad because you know sometimes you shouldn't be doing it for other people but it's like you i'm in the sense of of they're always watching so it doesn't mean that you should be posting or sharing things for them but just it's good that when you can impact them and then they share that yes so absolutely um, my the second one would be well, well six, but yeah, you're not what no, I mean. you're fine. <laughs> would be my work that was featured at the Schomburg. Oh, oh. listen. So first of all, I didn't know. Uh, it was an absolutely beautiful uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. 
where I was having dinner, you know, uh, Donye and Brandon had brought together a <laughs> bunch of queer people uh, to all come together in Harlem. So they had gotten a uh, an apartment directly across from Red Rooster, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Harlem. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed there, and that was what some people would call Thanksgiving, and that was a wonderful evening. And then the next day on Black Friday, uh, my, oh Lord, his, he, he, Brandon is gonna laugh, cause, and Lord knows I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast, the person whose name I can't remember right now. Oh, I feel horrible. Um, but yes, one of Brandon and I, one of our friends, mm-hmm. he took me to the Schomburg. And I was, because I was like, I'd never been there before. He was yeah. like, okay, well, go with me. And so the exhibit that they had at the time was uh, the Afrofuturism exhibit. Mm-hmm. So I'm up there, we're walking around, seeing all the stuff. It was super cool, especially for somebody who's a nerd like me. Like, I was loving it. Um, and then, you know, as I'm walking around seeing some of the books, I end up seeing a book called Red Lines, which I am featured in. This book comes from Baltimore. Okay. So it was my, it was when I became a published writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very significant for me, you know? So I see the book and I'm like, <gasps> I love it. <laughs> and my friend is like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm featured in that book. And he was like, and it's here in the Schoenberg. I was I like, oh it. my God. <laughs> I love it. so i'm like my first time here and my first time here my work is it's being here. featured here so i took a picture of me and i posted it online everybody's like we're so proud of you and all this stuff and i'm like dude this is a great moment like my work is actually in the same place where the remains of Lexington hughes are buried like Go this is major you know you're that bitch <laughs> fuck what you heard <laughs> I was like, this is phenomenal. So yeah, that wasn't just a major moment for me as far as the decade, but for life. That was a really, really great feeling. So yeah. Alright, so what's next for you? Just, just love it. <laughs> um, for me, for me. We like things to be connected, but not real. <laughs> um, I think for me, and this isn't necessarily just the decade, but um again back to writing. It's just been my mind a lot this year because yeah. <laughs> I'm going into next year um so doing more of that or trying to do more of that uh it has been a very like I said though with college it's been a very back and forth kind of a journey mm-hmm. up and down um at times saying I'm not even gonna do this anymore mm-hmm. this won't really happen but I think when something is like your your purpose like you were saying or you're meant to do it it always finds its way back to you or you can't really you know escape it because I remember yeah. at one point I was like I'm not writing at all like close laptop forget this stuff right i think i told my friend he was like oh, okay <laughs> I was like, what's that? What'd you say? he was like you'll be back but that's fine come on i was like okay yeah. it's like well, i'll prove you wrong and so i really was like over it honestly for like a year and a half like yeah. i just didn't whatever and that's all right and he was like and i knew you'd be back it's like but shut up shut up but yes it's just that whole thing and then me what i think is so funny about that mm-hmm. is when you listen to you earlier when we were on culture of pop and when your ass is talking about everything starts where i'm like indeed that's the true you the true you you were denying the true you but you came back to yourself whatever yes. so anyways <laughs> but no um so i think it was the last year i'd applied for something mm-hmm. i didn't get it or, i didn't even hear anything back but i think that was for the best um We'll say that. Okay. And so then, (laughs) 
Earlier this year, though, uh, I applied to the Sundance thing because I was like, it's gonna be like right here, pretty much my back backyard. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy not to. And so I did that, and I applied, and I met. You know, I got in for the the writers um, intensive the day a workshop thing, and that was good. It was a good experience, of course. You know, to meet people and to engage in people, and yeah. it was just a really nice, nice um, step. Yeah. Or a night in the right direction, mm-hmm. or a nice push. Also, too, a, a bit validating in a sense as well. It's like you apply to something and then you get it. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe I actually am, you know. Because it's one thing when, you know, other people read your stuff and there are people, though, who are more so just fans. Or even if it is other creatives and they're not creatives who are professionally doing things in that moment, right. then it's a lot harder to kind of gauge and judge. Mm-hmm. Not to say that their opinions aren't valid or whatever, it's just it's harder to, you know, say, is this really good enough? Yes. You know? So then you do something like that, and it's like, okay, well, maybe so. Right. So yeah, I might be on to something. And so I think that was really, really good. And something that I kind of needed, I think, to kind of be like, okay. Because I think had I gotten the thing maybe that I applied to last year, it would have still felt good, but it wouldn't have has been as meaningful. Have yes. been as meaningful. as it has been. Have been as meaningful, I think, just because at least Sundance is something that is a bit it's at least more established. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, than the thing that I did last year. So, yes. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> leaning um, into that. I think kind of what I was going to say earlier about the, like, the family not necessarily being supportive or like saying we're not going to pay for that or whatever. Yeah. I kind of struggle with that now because now they are so supportive. And it's So it makes weird. you feel some kind of way? It or? does. Yeah. And I need to get over That's real. that. It's, like, it's real, though. It's real. Well, you, you say you need to get over it, but I don't think you need to get over it, you need to go through it well that's what so, I, I think that's what i mean i'm yeah. saying i need to to um, no i think i'm gonna get over it so i don't really <laughs> want to deal with it but i need to you need to yes because because who knows when you get into it into the thick of it what else you may end up discovering while you're going through it child <laughs> listen this has been the year of, <laughs> of aha moments and of i told oh, wow, you when that. we connected again i was like you're not the same person for real i'm enjoying this you better let yourself be open. Open to the process. Child. <laughs> this is a whole process. I think you gave me the, the D at the end of that child. So that's how you know it's serious. Just, <laughs> healing is just never ending work. Hello? Who who you think you're I'm tired? Will be. <laughs> <laughs> Will be. Now I see why these people don't do it. <laughs> but no, it's necessary. I think and you get to a much better space you're yes. absolutely lighter i think you can see things more clearly yeah i think i for the most part typically have been pretty objective but i think literally gets to the point where you like nothing is about you yeah while that might hurt mm-hmm. it absolutely helps you to like remove yourself be like okay wow whatever you have going on is why you're being this way Come on to me Come but on. it's whatever you have going on right so let me adjust mm-hmm. so yeah joe listen <sighs> a word <laughs> so seven on my list was something very significant which was the ending of storytellers so my open mic that i began in 2008 came to an end in november of 2011 mm-hmm. along with my magazine escape the matrix uh well i guess i should mention that too duh i didn't see i realized hey, <laughs> i was like we're here now keep, keep talking and you realize it so yes at the end of 2011 i ended my magazine and my open mic 
uh, because I was journeying to New York, mm-hmm. well, New Jersey. And there were a lot of people who wondered why I stopped. They were like, well, why didn't you just keep them going? Uh, the initial goal was to keep storytellers going. Mm-hmm. I'd had a new host I was going to put in place and everything. But it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. And my the, the, the misfits would always tell me that. Like, there were two instances, in all the years the Storytellers were, was going, there were only two instances where I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And not only did my co-host tell me that the atmosphere just felt different, everyone in attendance would tell me that too. And me, my whole journey, again, the importance of why I'm going into the year of healthy selfishness, is kind of giving myself my own flowers. Yeah. I have never really done that. Mm-hmm. And so when people would tell me that storytellers didn't feel the same without me, I'd be like, well, that's not true. You know, yeah. like the audience makes the show is blah, blah, blah. And people yeah. are like, no, your energy is really what creates that entire show. And I didn't realize it until I would watch the videos mm-hmm. because every episode of <laughs> promotion, every episode of storytellers is on YouTube. Go off. So when I would go and look at the videos from when I wasn't there, it was literally an entirely different show. <laughs> Completely. Completely. It was yeah. very quiet, mm-hmm. very dry, you yeah. know. And I know I can say this because I know that my co-host wouldn't feel any kind of way because everyone said it. You yeah. know, it was very different. So I think even now I'm allowing myself to own how much of my energy played a part in why it was such a great show mm-hmm. and to not feel like it's a bad thing to say that. Absolutely. But Storytellers was really my baby, mostly because when I wanted to create it, I wanted to create it for people like me mm-hmm. who I would go to open mics and because i wasn't this huge name on the poetry scene or in the you know hip-hop scene other people would get invited to be on the mic before me yeah and i'm like but i signed up at the beginning of the oh but because he or she has a name yeah got you okay so i created storytellers for the other you know for the misfit yeah and what i loved about it is that people were like i'll never forget somebody who i respect greatly had said to me what do you think will make your spoken i mean will make your open mic something that's any different from anyone else and so i sat back with it Mm -hmm. and so i created as i always can i can brand something boy (laughs) and i was like okay so storytellers will be an open mic geared toward the importance of reading no other open mic was like that yeah then i created the pay it forward movement which was every time you get on the mic you talk about how you helped somebody in the world and how you asked them to spread that love to someone else so it ended up making us a very unique and very different open mic also we were the first ones doing every episode on youtube Mm -hmm. not every episode every show on youtube so we started something and you know as we went on throughout the years we created more and more things that other people wanted to replicate Mm -hmm. so we went from being this open mic that everybody was like well why is there a need for you to being the one that everybody wanted to be a part of and that felt amazing especially because so many of the people whose names were before ours who Mm -hmm. would get on the mic and we weren't allowed to then wanted to get on our mic and one of our rules there was it didn't matter who you were you followed everyone else it so it could be somebody else's first time getting on the mic you could be a legend you still have to wait until they got on the mic because they signed up before you yeah and it changed the culture you know so storytellers was very special to me and of course escape the matrix was if it wasn't for etm i wouldn't have had storytellers Mm -hmm. my magazine opened all the doors for me (laughs) all the doors and if i didn't have etm i probably wouldn't be where i am right now 
honestly. So yeah, yeah that's good. Those are two very special moments in life. Yeah. But even though, like you were saying, though, the whole like not really believing—I guess that it was your energy or whatever. Because even I can struggle with that too. Like it's just not like hyping my own self up, but just mm-hmm. being very, very is modest and humble just yeah. like it's not that you know whatever whatever because it was something i was supposed to do earlier this year i don't know if i was like applying to something else or something and they like it's the whole question similar like why would this be you or why are you yeah. the best whatever whatever and i'm like child i don't damn know why just, <laughs> just look at what i've done before whatever you know it was i think that's what it was i think it was a um i was applying for a promotion at work okay I was like so why would you know why are you the best so whatever whatever what i've done before i like just my numbers are good child i've done all this other like <laughs> stuff on this application like what are we my friend was like well just hype yourself up just uh, talk your shit whatever and i was like i ain't got nothing to talk like right. ain't that deep like <laughs> just go like so yeah i struggle with that too though i don't know i, I don't know how to because I just don't want to ever feel like I'm, like, bragging or, like, yeah. putting other things down or Absolutely. whatever. Like, or, like, XYZ needs me, you know? Yes, yes. Because I know at least how that energy can come off is, like, well, bitch, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't, I feel like there's not enough of that middle ground. Yeah, yeah. That at least that I see. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, I feel like people are either very kind of modest or very braggish. Braggadocious. Mm-hmm. Braggadocious, yeah. And it's just like, but the people who brag so much typically aren't right. really. <laughs> right. You shouldn't be bragging yeah so yeah and the the louder and more obnoxious you are about how great you are the more noticeable it is once you fall from grace that part (laughs) well they also do yeah because it's like i don't i don't because i don't like the spot the spotlight or any of that or whatever and i feel like you doing that puts it on you but it also like opens up the door to everything like you said also that you're doing wrong with every slight imperfection or whatever that's just not and it's funny you would say that because one that flows into the next thing i was going to talk about but also I have found that me not needing to be in the spotlight, everything I've ever done, 2020 will be an exception because <laughs> we're looking for a change. Yeah. But for the past decade, everything that I've done has always been about putting a spotlight on others mm-hmm. because of course my purpose here is to help people. Yeah. Um, who knows, my my trajectory may be a little different with the new year coming. <laughs> but I've always believed my purpose Absolutely. was to help and heal others. But in doing so, the spotlight organically came to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Storytellers was an opportunity to provide a spotlight to other people. Mm-hmm. I ended up becoming known because of that. The magazine was me giving all of these different people an opportunity to become journalists and to yeah. write for an international magazine. I got the spotlight because of that, you know? So it was like, it was never about me, but because of what it was that I wanted to do, it ended up happening anyway, mm-hmm. which was very much the love movement. And that's the next thing I'll go into. So I mentioned the love movement earlier and I created it in 2010. And I've told the story before on the podcast, so I won't go into that. If you want to know how the story, how the love movement got created, go to wertlm.com or. Well, <laughs> all this promotion, go, go look it up. <laughs> but yeah, so. In doing so, in creating this uh, movement, which was originally only geared towards the LGBTQ community, um, I wanted to be able to make something that would be a legacy that lasted long after I was gone. But it went from being something that was just a movement to make sure that queer and trans and non-binary people, like everyone's voices were heard. Mm -hmm. It became my wellness platform. And so everything that I do, and the reason why I say the love movement will probably be the thing that means the most to me at the end of the day, is because everything that I've done with my purpose has all come from the love movement, Mm -hmm. you know? And yoga is probably the biggest part of it. 
in creating revolutionary yoga under the love movement. And I've done so much. I started teaching in 2011 and so much has come from it. Teaching people all over the country because of the internet, doing nude yoga in the way that that was received online, right. <laughs> helping me to become more comfortable in my body, yeah. you know, uh, and teaching in different cities, you know, teaching in New York, teaching in Atlanta on top of Stone Mountain in Piedmont Park, you know, Washington Square in New York, in um, Lord, uh, in Central Park in New York, uh, <laughs> so many different places, yeah. you know, it has been a wonderful feeling going, taking, going to do yoga in uh, Toronto, Canada. It's been so awesome to have my practice in so many different places. And I don't know, like, you know, Reiki and meditation, becoming a life coach. Mm -hmm. And, shoo, Lord. Not not to be about money, but the amount of money I made <laughs> living in New York with life coaching kept me afloat, child. Because I, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> but thank God that people trusted me. Um, not only just, you know, solo, but also couples. Yeah. I was able to do life coaching for couples as well. And it was just, a, it's been a great feeling. The love movement continues. It really continues. And since moving to Atlanta, I feel like so much has kind of fallen by the wayside mm -hmm. that it's just been about yoga. And I've kind of let Reiki fall away, life coaching fall away, uh, which is why I'm so thankful that I get to do life coaching as a nine to five now. Yeah. Because as far as the love movement, I feel like it's fallen away a lot. Uh, but in 2020, I want to get back to that yeah. about really, you know, pushing all of the different aspects of what the love movement is. I think part of the, what you said, though, before at least with them falling to the wayside, at least it's because you were distracted kind of like the other things are going on trying yeah. to focus mainly on like securing you know some stability in certain areas yes so it's like now that you have that i think you kind of have at least more free time to that's to true do, you know that's true that is very true child i need to put that on the list for this decade my damn journey in atlanta but anyway <laughs> what's the next thing for you um journey with romantic relationships speak okay <laughs> so um i went off to college and uh again it was a small school so i didn't really date uh there or whatever um so freshman year I didn't date anybody and then sophomore year came and i was like talking to a couple people and i was kind of like i think i'm ready to like it's it's been long enough kind of Come thing on, you know what yeah. i'm saying so I met someone, and so we, um, you know, were dating, talking, or whatever, for a few months, and then he asked me, you know, to, for us to be official, and so I said yes, but it was, but looking back, though, I was not in the space where, where it, well, we weren't together, I guess, that long, just a few months, but I wasn't in the space then where I guess I could be in it fully, right? because I was more so, like, this is something that I should have at this point, as opposed to this is something that I really want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think also at that time I was still really struggling with like, do I really want to stay at this school? Do I want to leave? I was trying to like get busier um, on campus doing different things or whatever. And so finding more ways to occupy, fill my time at school. So I to kind of distract myself from possibly getting depressed. Cause this is before like things got really bad or whatever, at least there, but he lived in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, how are you kind of, you know, you doing all the stuff in Macon, but then right. when are you coming here kind of a thing? Yeah. And so that kind of eventually just didn't work out. 
So, but I, I appreciate that at least experience because we're still like cool now. We're still friendly with each other, whatever. We actually, actually just saw him a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, so things are still good. And I think I can also look back and realize all of my faults. Yeah. And see that I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that that's good. I think, but I think I didn't fully realize how uncompromising or how un or how much I, how much work I wasn't putting in. Yeah, yeah. I think until I dated someone else mm-hmm. who wasn't putting in work. I was like, Come wow. On. That's how the universe works, like, boy. Wow. <laughs> but it was so many years later. Listen, I was like, listen. Crazy. Lessons don't have a time limit. Come on now. But they need to. <laughs> but they need to. But no. But I think, um, so yeah, so that was him. And then I, it was crazy. Everything I've ever done has been long distance. I've never like really dated in Macon. Wow. So it just has not really happened. Wow. So it's been Atlanta. Yeah. Then there was, oh, Charlie was far, far. St. Louis. <laughs> Jeez. Right. I don't think I knew about this one. Right. Wow. Well, I don't think we had met yet. So okay. we probably didn't. Gotcha. Okay. That would make sense. So, <laughs> um, but I, I. Where I, were you? I was still in Macon. Okay. Yeah. I was Sheesh. crazy, right? I think we met on Tumblr or okay. whatever. And I, I wish I've learned. What a unique years. place to meet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I, I guess what I've I've learned just kind of got me in trouble a couple of times. I'm very flirtatious kind of naturally. I really don't mean to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just a goofball as well. Right. So sometimes that might be taken that way. So mm-hmm. it's like we had met on Tumblr. Then, because um, I have family up in the area or whatever. So right. I went up there, I think, for like a spring break or something. We finally met. Or no, right, right before I got there though, I think he was like, "Well, you know, I'm kind of feeling you, whatever." And I was kind of like, "Where'd that come from?" <laughs> not, not that I was like, like not interested or whatever. Right. But I just didn't even. That wasn't even where my mind right. was. Yeah. But also too, I'm weird about that. Like I typically don't ever initiate anything. So Child. I think all of yeah, all of the guys have all started with me I in can that way. Absolutely so. believe that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You can't elaborate. Nope. Nope. I do not. We'll elaborate when the mic is off. There we go. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I shall. So, um, so yeah. So that was good. Again, it was still very short as well. But I think it was weird too because he was in the space of like just graduating college mm-hmm. and because he yeah because he was a senior and not knowing what his next move was was or whatever mm-hmm. he didn't know how to like kind of fully communicate that and just because he was gonna be moving back home he wasn't somewhere else mm-hmm. I don't know where he was going. Um, I can't I can't remember. But at least though that experience, I think, because he was so woke in mm-hmm. a sense, but also still very smart. Mm-hmm. So not like Hotepi, gotcha. but then also like a whole nigga. <laughs> what an interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, 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 right. So I think that that is kind of what awoken the nigga in me. Oh, really? <gasps> Origin stories. Yeah, because it's always I think was there. Because I mean. Cause my family is who they are, like so. That's you know what I'm saying. Like my my childhood experiences are those. But I just think that me being maybe so tightly wound, maybe yeah, being so quiet, that kind of changed with that. And I think I because th- it's weird. So it's like I think maybe I was very much so like time and a place mm-hmm. for that without before him without realizing you can kind of fully exist. Right, right. You know, and I think I don't. I maybe dating somebody I had to see that. I guess. Yes. So, cause even weird, cause I was talking to Andre. This was a while ago though, and I was like, so when we first met, was I as ghetto as I am now? 
He was like, no, you weren't. I was like, <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> right. I want to meet that one. What was that like? I don't know if I like him though, because <laughs> I feel like your hoodness is what makes you you. I know that for the longest time, Misfits, and y'all know this, because I think we've been doing it long enough that y'all know this. He didn't believe me. Like, believe you. When I used to tell you about your hoodness. Because I think you're the first person to call me that. Got you. Okay. So I think, okay. yeah, I think maybe growing up, it just is how we all were. So right. Of course, you don't call you don't do the same right. thing. You don't call people right. Right. And I think going to college, because I wasn't, maybe I kind of retreated in a bit or whatever. It wasn't okay. really that. And then I think slowly opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I have a friend in Houston um, who's like, he's like, I've never seen that side of you. I was wow. like, but I think it might be different versions of Hood. Yeah. Because I think he's used to like ratchet, ratchet. Gotcha. Like, That's not, I'm not right. there. Right. <laughs> I can get there if you push me. Could. But mm-hmm. most people have never seen that. <laughs> so I'm not there. But yeah. So there was him. Then there was, I guess I'm, it ain't been that many of them. I guess I'm just talking now. <laughs> so. After the one in St. Louis, then there was <laughs> one in... And I'm just talking. I am just talking. I'm just kind of going. Okay. Let's see where we end up, right? Okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm all for an adventure. You okay. skip it. Um, so no, then there was the guy... Uh, we actually kind of met down in Macon. He kind of like stalked me just a little bit at the beginning. Oh. So make a long story short, I guess. Stalked me just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I was like going into the store to like buy something for an event I was doing at the school or whatever I was mm-hmm. on the, the um the board for something or whatever. And so, but because of the school event, we're like tax exempt. And so I saw this guy in the store. He worked there, but I didn't. We didn't like really interact or whatever because you know I'm not like gonna say nothing. So I'm just like going about my business, right. whatever. So then I had to go pay or whatever. And then the lady was like asking for the normal tax exempt stuff or whatever. But then she asked for my name. Mm-hmm. I was like, every store is different. They typically don't. Right. I was like, every store is different. So I gave my name, whatever. And then the guy like looked like he wanted to kind of come over and say something, but he didn't. So I was like, okay, whatever. Right. So I left. But then I go to do the event at school, whatever. Then later, like that night, I get a Facebook like message and it's him. And I'm just like, this is creepy. <laughs> How did you find me? And then he told me whatever that he she had asked for my name for him. I was okay. like, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, so then we kind of started and then that just didn't really work. Cause it was just again me being in a stubborn space. Like, I'm not really trying to do this. Like, right. I'm not very like just very like, no, we're not gonna do this. So, um, but ironically though enough, I feel like it things really could have gone or maybe lasted longer or whatever. But I just wasn't maybe in the space where I could have received it or done something, you know? Right. So we were kind of like on and off for a while. And then I was like, well, maybe we'll kind of get the chance to kind of really feel like we really kind of got to a good place. Maybe we can really kind of like work on this. Right. But that's when school stuff didn't work out. So that's when I moved. So that's part of why I was trying to come back to it. I was like, because maybe, you know, wondering the what if. Yeah. Kind of a thing or whatever. But... When I did move back, because we still kind of became cool, we were friends. You know, he like got another another relationship. Like we were things were friendly or whatever. Right. Um, I think when I moved back, that they had like just broken up or had broken up recently or whatever. So I was like, well, maybe we can like kind of hang out and just see or whatever. But it just never panned out. So yeah. I was like, but again, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I guess. So, who child? Then I met somebody <laughs> a few months later, and who child? <laughs> that situation. Hmm. All these faces. Right? (laughs) No, I think that situation was absolutely 
what I needed because I was the most willing to do the work, the most willing to compromise, the most willing to try than I had ever been yeah. romantically. And I think in doing that, I realized a lot of things about myself that mm-hmm. kind of helped me like at the start of this year to kind of really bring up a lot of things. Because I think that there's a lot of work that you can do while single, but I think that a lot of things just don't come up until it's in a close, intimate relationship. It doesn't yeah. always have to be romantic. But I think the romantic, that level of intimacy kind of brings a lot of things out, things you didn't even realize. I yeah. think that a lot of things you learn about relationships or what, like from your childhood, just your parents and different things. Mm-hmm kind of like expect to do whatever certain things you're like well maybe i don't really like that maybe i don't really need that or maybe that's not even good right and so just realizing all of that so yes so now single okay (laughs) we'll see what 2020 has to offer yes (laughs) but I'm i'm gonna do like you and i'm gonna flow into something that's similar on my list to yours okay which would be my relationship with nick okay so uh that would probably be the most significant relationship i've had in this decade Mm -hmm. uh, which is so funny to me because it's like i look back i've dated quite a few people come on some people i'm fairly certain listen to this podcast but the only actual like (laughs) you're funny (laughs) (laughs) but the only actual relationship relationship was with nick and of course you know some people may listen to it and be like wow you're saying him by name you know uh, because there are also people who look at my social media and they're like, you still have up all of the pictures of you all. Well, one, I haven't been in a relationship since him. <laughs> so if I was in another relationship and the person I was with was like, that makes me a little uncomfortable, they'd all come down. But I'm like, I don't have a reason to remove them because we existed. Yeah, I get that. And I've always been one of those people where I'm like, me removing that stuff is pretty much saying that that whole chapter didn't exist. Yeah. And I learned a lot because of that relationship. Absolutely. So why would I want to remove my lessons? Yeah, you know? I think I think posting is so weird because so people, some people are so quick to post or they post everyone that they date. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, of course you need to take them down because he ain't around long enough. Right. So it's a blimp in <laughs> time kind of a thing, you know. But right. I think also too, like you're saying, it's like that was years ago. Yeah. So it's honestly, you got to be scrolling to even get to those Dude. pictures. Do. So, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna even do. know unless they look deep in the archives mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? So and we know some that. people nosy, but yeah. People absolutely are, but I'm just saying, I think that there's a difference in, like, I think time helps. Like you said, like, the time between the two situations. Yeah. I think, like you saying, it being a part of, like, you, that is a moment that existed, mm-hmm. and you don't want to ignore it because there right. was some good. Absolutely. Um, I think two, or not two, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think also too, if you're not like still posting or still talking right. about this person in the way that it's, it still feels fresh, or like you're not yeah. over things, you know, then that's like then that I could get, you yeah. know, if it's like they're up there, but then you're still talking to me about them all the time, like oh when right. I dated Nick, blah blah blah, and then when we used to do, well, bitch, <laughs> call him up, and I can go home, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I get that. Uh, we actually spoke about a month or two ago. Um, it had been some time since we'd spoken, but he said that he needed somebody to talk to. He felt like would understand him. And that made me feel really good. And so we conversed and it's funny because my, my only, uh, bad endings to relationships have always been with Taurus Mm -hmm. and it feels good in 2019, the Taurus I've spoken to each of them and it's like, well, look at the peace that we're at now. (laughs) Mine was a Sag, a Virgo, a Virgo. Oh. Then a Gemini. So. My. What? Wow. Right. 
<laughs> but uh yeah two and a half years of an interesting balance of fun times or absolute chaos fun times or absolute chaos but i learned a lot mm-hmm. i learned a lot uh i know in my next relationship there will be no social media um or at the very least it won't happen for a while uh i'm absolutely good with because i'm also one of those people where i'm like if i post you are falling out um i'm also i understand that he and i are everywhere yeah like we're on you know you won't we're, we're never not going to be on tumblr mm-hmm. we're never not going to be on facebook twitter instagram you i know? guess my other thing too is that why i'm kind of scared to post because just people so quick to make you a meme or something yeah just like Whoa. right let it be something I want to see at least randomly one day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like, I loved all of the things we were on. You know, all the couples, Tumblr posts yeah. and all that stuff. But my thing is that my next relationship, I don't want it to get to the point where you can be like, okay, well, we can now look at two of his relationships every damn where. No, I don't want you to have that kind of access, you know? Um, with this relationship, I loved that people told us that we were inspirations for them. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Yeah. But I mean, it fits perfectly with my personality. Like, I want to inspire people. But after that, I'm like, okay, well, that was one time around the block. <laughs> this next time around, I would like for it to be a little bit more private. Right. For it to be us, you know? Or to be one of those kind of things where once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. you'll see us post about each other. That because we don't need attention. Absolutely. You know? So yeah. th- that's where I am. I'm like, okay, it wasn't done in a way that we wanted attention before. It was done because we genuinely wanted to share our love. Absolutely. But now if I was to do it again, I feel like it would be intentional. But I also think, too, maybe just because, like, social media has changed a bit. And so sometimes for people, it feels like that's what they are doing. Yeah. I at least know for me, I've never posted anyone. But I also... It's all of the things that you're saying. Yeah. In addition to that, I don't even post a lot to begin with. To begin with, yes. So it's like if I do post something, then that probably means the world, right? Or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like let's let's be serious about this thing. Yeah. Also, too, it's <laughs> so like so my parents follow me on Instagram, and then of course I'm friends with a lot of family on uh, Facebook, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna post someone that my parents still haven't met, right? Whatever. But I'm not going to post anybody on Facebook, again, that my parents have not met, because my family is going to comment under the picture. Right. Who is this Who person? Is- <laughs> and when are we going to meet them? Where did y'all meet? All these are comments, so that are going to be posted literally under the picture. Call me. Oh. Like, all of these types of things. And so, you got to be ready for all of that. <laughs> so, I got to put it in some work. You have to put it in some work to warrant me getting all of those kind of comments oh, got and everything you. Okay. else. Like, you got to earn that. Yeah. The stress that you about to cause me. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay the next one that i'll go into from there would be the friendships okay Hmm. this is major so i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna do my best to keep this one short because this one's been going for a really long time (laughs) so i have a lot of people who i've met in this decade you being one of them um of course you know people know mario kaya uh, that would then include everyone who's been on this podcast from George to Manny to Kennedy, everybody, yes. uh, Michael, everybody. So I have met a lot of wonderful people in this decade. However, I have also brought chapters to a close, mm-hmm. uh, which is needed. You know, you, you, you learn your lessons and then you move forward. And for a while, you know, I would say at the beginning of this decade was when I had probably one of the biggest endings. And that was when I talked about my god brother, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there was a little bit of sadness because I ended up eventually 
uh, separating from both of my god brothers. They were both in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say it was sad is because about, I think it was two years ago now he passed away. One of my god brothers passed away. Mm-hmm. He had uh, sickle cell. And when I received the call, it blew my mind. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And it was the first time me and my other god brother had seen each other in years yeah. when we were at the funeral. And I felt so separate from the family because in that time, <clears throat> the god brother who was still alive became so much closer to because we were all actual friends yeah, yeah. but we gave each other the title of god brothers Absolutely, yeah. uh and the one who was still alive had become so much closer to the other one's family while i was out of the picture yeah so what while i was at the funeral i was on the outside looking in as all of them had put this funeral together without me so it was one of those moments where i was like this is a part of what happens when you in chapters you know so i had to you know come to an understanding that you can't feel bad about it you know because the one who passed away had stopped speaking to me Mm -hmm. so and i never knew and that's where the pain was like the one who's still alive he and i both know why we stopped speaking but i still to this day have no clue why the other one stopped speaking to me so that was what was really hurting because i was like we never i never knew what was wrong to attempt to create peace Mm mm-hmm so when I look at the friendships now, the ones that are still thriving and the ones that have ended, I'm just like, let's make sure that you have a clear understanding of why they ended. And if not, make sure that you're making peace with you not knowing, you know? Yeah. And that's what I hope for anyone who I end a friendship with. You know, hopefully they're able to get an understanding of why, but if not, then they're able to make peace. And they're able to say, well, this was the chapter we existed in with each other, and now we're moving on, you know? But I give thanks, you know, to go go away from kind of the darker side <laughs> and to go into the happier. I am in a really good space because I'm so thankful that me, this, this, uh, which no one would ever believe I'm shy, but I am, um, who has ended up being friends with so many people and the way that, you know, people have shown up for me in these friendships mm-hmm. has been awesome. And I feel like that culminated in uh my birthday when people when all of you poured into me the way you did it was it was that was it yeah you know like years from now i will still remember that moment because it's what the little kid always needed to hear you know so it's like in 2000 you're whatever (laughs) and it, it was great that it would be the last year of this decade for me to receive it so i can move into 2020 having that moment you know Okay. Good friendship is just so it's so necessary. It is. Just, <laughs> yes, Lord. Um, it's my turn again. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else are last? Two. Right. How many got? I left? have four. You have two. Oh, girl. Well, yeah. Sure <laughs> cool beans. Because I know my last one ties into your last two. Whatever. So you got two, sure. right? You about yeah, to say yeah. one, and then okay. It, I, <laughs> Look, I'm making sure. Understood. I, I set this up right. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> good friendships. Sometimes you want to, you know, cuss them out. <laughs> well, not sometimes you want to, because I will, but, you know. You will. Yeah. Know me. <laughs> to love me. <laughs> but no, so <laughs> my last, second to last one, whatever. Um, This year, not this year, this decade, Uh, coming out to my family or, or, coming out question mark because they kind of found out but mm-hmm. you know just that whole navigating that journey and i do think that is another um piece where uh, uh 
talking about earlier, like, ne- not necessarily being supportive initially, and then now it's supportive, so it's like, this is awkward. Yeah. Because it's like, how did we get here? Whatever. So, just that. And it's like, not that they weren't supportive, it just wasn't a warm kind of a thing or whatever. Yeah. So, it just wasn't, it left a bad taste in my mouth, essentially. Okay. And so, I can admit, though, that that is why... Part of me, though, also not feeling like you need to share with your family so soon. Mm-hmm. Part of me feels like, though, I can't, sh- or I'm not, I don't want to say not comfortable sharing with them, but I don't think it's important to share with them. Yeah. Um, I guess dating or doing whatever, just because of how things were. So even if they are more receptive now, I'm not necessarily open to sharing, Yeah. if that makes sense. So, yeah, and just navigating that journey. I also can... Um, I guess admit that me myself though because that kind of like closed me off with the whole thing so I don't share or we don't even really discuss in general kind yeah. of that so it just doesn't but I think I need to maybe for myself start opening up more mm-hmm. not necessarily about dating but just maybe just in general certain right. things or whatever to kind of ease things over for me mm-hmm. as opposed to making them more comfortable doing whatever that would be so yeah which is weird because I think I told you talking to my aunt or whatever the other day told I was coming up to Atlanta for the weekend she was like oh you go up there all the time now it's like I mean I have friends up there or whatever she's like oh no you got a boo I was like <laughs> she better tell you she's like no I don't have that like I started cackling laughing like that I was like no like what are right. you talking about she was like mm-hmm. I know it's somebody up there I was Come like on. it's nobody up there I can Come promise on, that you that good auntie mm-hmm. right I was like, <laughs> like these are just friends she's like that's how it started I was like you know what let it be known let's move on right let along. it be known let's that's move. how it starts move right along <laughs> and when you least expect it it, now it is when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. That is correct. I will say I was not looking for any of those four people I <laughs> talked about <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yes, because you don't initiate. Yes, indeed. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Conversation offline. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. So my next one for me is I got to meet two of my uh, Mount Rushmore singers. Yes. Uh, Brandy and Liz Wright. I met both of them this decade. Brandy I met in, I believe, 2012. Yes. I believe it was maybe September 2012. Okay. This was when Human came out. Nope, not Human. You know what I um, Lord knows it's completely gone. What was her? Wow, no. I'm a Brandy admirer. How did I lose it? Just trying to look it up. 2012? <laughs> uh, uh, 211. Okay. Yes, 211. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I feel horrible. <laughs> it completely went away. Yeah, so 211 came out. She came to New York. Uh, and she was doing signings and I met her and it was a great experience uh, got to sit down with her for a little while took pictures of us it was really fast I said a little while mm-hmm. it was really fast and I literally just kept saying to her over and over again you're such a blessing and I was so mad at myself because I'm like once I left her I was like damn it that makes sense though I think though if you meet someone that you like really idolize or you really enjoy look up to whatever that is that, that moment can be overwhelming and I guess they with Brandy it definitely was and which was so funny because I'm not that person like I've met so many especially when I have my magazine I've met so many quote unquote celebrities but that might be though maybe mm, part of that might have been maybe because that was for work though yeah maybe you have a different mindset like you know yeah or at least you should right (laughs) because when I met Cornell West like I would have figured I would have been like because I made my magazine based off this man yes but I was pretty chill uh, but it was different with Liz Wright. Learn your lessons. So I met Brandon in 2012. Liz Wright was 2017. It was when I first moved here okay. to Atlanta. Uh, so I met her 
uh, George and I went to see her perform, and it was the best. I met her and actually uh, was a T.C. Carson. I met them both that night. Same night? Okay. Yeah. Um, He was in the audience. So I met her. She came at the very end to meet everyone. I talked to her, let her know how much her music had helped me over the years. Um, how much I loved her energy actually being able to see her live mm-hmm. how much I appreciated the fact that she sounds exactly like she does yeah. <laughs> when you listen to her music when you hear her on stage and it was a mind-blowing experience like I got emotional because she was there to perform one specific album and she performed only one song from another album and it is my favorite song by her and that. I was like what? Look at the eyes. oh I got emotional <laughs> and it's funny because you can hear me on the video It's uh, the song is called Old Man Mm-hmm. And she begins to perform it, and I'm sitting next to George, and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> I can't. It was the best, but yeah. So getting to meet both of them was a big part of uh, this past decade. Uh, and then, so I put down travel. So my ass traveled all over every damn where in this past decade, different countries, different cities, like. I traveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 has seen me on more planes than I have ever been in one year. Uh, but in this decade, I traveled to Anguilla, which remains the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my entire life. And while I am not a fan of hurricanes, if I could move to one particular place where I'm just like, this is where I'm going to stay, you know, mm-hmm. this is where I am for the rest, it would be Anguilla. Um, there is a piece that I honestly can't explain. You would have to go there yourself to see. Uh, being there when it's not touristy is the absolute best. You know, when they were like, yeah, you're here when it's not tourist season. We were there in July. Okay. And they're like, of course, people want to come here when it's cold where they are. Ah, so they come here because it's warm. So they're like, you're here when it's hot everywhere else. So nobody's here. It was so quiet, so peaceful. Amen. It was my first time ever being in water where you could actually look to the bottom. It was, oh. It was so beautiful and everybody was so chill. Yeah. Like we were um, on the beach right in front of this, uh, and I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but we were in front of a bar with these really cool people. They were just chilling. That's what yeah. I loved about it. Like it was a restaurant, this bar where they were just, the, the owner and his uh, his uh, staff was just chilling back in the chairs. <laughs> if you came on, if you came there, they got up and went to go serve you food, but they just yeah. relaxing, you know? So I'm, um, using their Wi-Fi so that I can talk about it online. This sister who Nick and I had met, this is how the world works, Mm -hmm. this sister who Nick and I had met at a protest rally in Baltimore, who lived in New York, watch this connection, while I was living in New York. She's in Baltimore at the protest. Uh She and I both live in New York, but we meet in Baltimore. We keep in contact with each other. So I'm posting about me being in Anguilla at this bar online she hits me up and she says raven i go to anguilla several times a year that is my favorite bar and the owner is from maryland i was like what the i love it the smallest of worlds what the smallest she was like tell him i said hi and talk to him about maryland and he ended up being from silver spring and i was like what like none of this made sense to me no that's a complete lie his brother lived in silver spring they were from anguilla my bad but yes so i'm like what are the odds of all of this so to me i felt that as a sign like this is even more of a sign that i have to come back here again (laughs) i have to come back here again um, but no, I feel very blessed that this past decade I've been able to travel, see so much. Mm-hmm. Because there are some people, unfortunately, who never even leave their block. 
let alone their city, let alone their state. So to get to visit just in 2019 alone, so many different cities and states, mm-hmm. I consider it to be a major blessing. I do not take it for granted. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> My last one would be the Healing Space Podcast. Woo! <laughs> I think, um, I don't even know what to say about it. I think that uh, initially, you know, it was supposed to be something else mm-hmm. or not include me at all. So mm-hmm. it's like, supportive friend, like, way to go. This is exciting. Cool. Right. That, <laughs> that iteration of it did not work out. And you were like, hey, you want to come on and do Culture of Pop? And I was like, sure, I'll do Culture of Pop. Whatever. Right. <laughs> It morphed, of course, into me being on every week for the whole episode or whatever, you know, the co-host. And so I just have appreciated or really enjoyed doing this with you. I've appreciated um, people coming on and, you know, the guests, all the guests that we've had and them sharing um, or talking or everything positive they've had to say or whatever lessons or things that they've been able to share. Yeah. I've enjoyed um, us cutting up. Mm-hmm. On, on tapes so yeah. everybody can enjoy it as well and we can go back and listen um, I've enjoyed I think because I've met several people from yeah. the podcast through you or through you from the podcast whatever you right. know, <laughs> vice versa So I, and um, people that I've gotten really close to as well so it's been just a good thing I think that um, I don't know what else to say I think the healing space has been healing for me mm-hmm. at times um in ways that I in in ways I did not expect or did not maybe see coming. Mm. I know we say it's more than one way to more That's than one real. way to heal. Yeah. And I think especially initially I was getting on, you know, just the culture of pop. So we'll kinda like laugh and joke about whatever is going on. But mm-hmm. I, I think getting more in depth as things went on or sharing more or being more open. I'm still not the most open person, but you know, right. just getting We're getting yeah. <laughs> getting there or even you know what I'm saying, or hearing other people maybe be so open and it like inspire something or click something inside of me. Yeah. You know, I've enjoyed absolutely all of that. Um so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to to stay in line with that, because okay. it, it would feel weird to use one and then go back to THS again. <laughs> I'll make the last part, I'll make that the end and make THS the next thing. So THS for me as well. Uh, for those who have been with uh, me throughout this journey for a while, you know that THS started as a town hall event that I did up in Baltimore. And I love it, it morphed beautifully into this podcast. And I was nervous because the town hall was something very, very special. It was a very rare, unique safe space, mm-hmm. you know? that people would come into and let go in a way that I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, I've talked about how grown men would come in there and cry because they had an opportunity to have a space that was non-judgmental where they could simply exist, you mm-hmm. know? So I was nervous about what it would look like for the podcast, but the feedback that we have received from people has meant so much, you know, mm-hmm. it has been amazing the most being that people will listen to us like the episode that we did on uh, on social anxiety mm-hmm. and to have people tell me that they can listen to that episode and the two hours just goes by for them like it's nothing mm-hmm. and it makes me think about the read because I'm like yeah. that's how I feel when I listen to them I'm like Absolutely. it just feels like I'm listening to friends Absolutely. so to have people tell me and people who you and I aren't personal friends with like you know we talk yeah, yeah. to them every day or see them for them to tell me that feels good because it's yeah. like okay so we're not just talking that part like, right <laughs> you actually sometimes, you know, enjoy. in the moment you feel that way like oh my gosh I'm just rambling going, and rambling going on. Are they really going to 
But yeah, but even because Andre will quote us in a minute, and I'll be like, "Will, I'm like, how do you remember okay. the episode?" Right? I was like, "I said that." <laughs> Who said that? I'm good for all I said that. I'm like, I did because I talk. I just talk. I have no clue what's coming out. I Long-winded. Just talk. Listen, understatement. But you know, people will appreciate long-winded sometimes. They do. But anyway, <laughs> same ones who like cake. Go off. <laughs> talk about it. Specifically, what kind of cake? Uh huh. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now. <laughs> That's just what you get. <laughs> ah. <Woo. laughs> Sing. Yes. Cake will do that That's to you. Right the That's what that cake will do. You got a sweet tooth and a shanta. <laughs> say everything i needed to say about ths um i'm i'm thankful <laughs> to all of the guests that we've had this decade <laughs> i'll say it again at the end of the show but just in this you know right now in review i'm so thankful to them and to you coming on you know it was originally supposed to be somebody else who was going to be hosting it with me then that was no longer going to be a thing then you were coming on specifically to do culture of pop then it morphed into you being a co-host and I couldn't have imagined doing this without you. I couldn't have. And even though we're in a space now where you're not on all the time, and I know anyone who listens to it now would be like, bitch, I can't tell. He's been on like the, the last four. Like. You hoes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Period. How about that? Oh, so even though you're not, you're not here in that capacity yes. anymore, I still like this for moments like this, yeah. you know. But it, it no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, it's just I, it's needed, you know. Like all of that time where we had that separation between the two of us, it I can't I I, I did my thing, you know, as best yeah. as I could. But the minute you came back and we celebrated the anniversary, I was like, this just feels right, even if it's not going to be all the time. Yeah, just the, all of that time going by and we weren't doing it. Because I know how many people loved, and shout out to the Misfits, y'all were very respectful. Because <laughs> nobody ever asked anything. They ain't asked me anything, <laughs> Nobody. They just was like, I guess in their own homes, when their own time was like, oh well. <laughs> They're like, well he's not there at all. Right. It's another week he's not. <laughs> okay. Right. It's been three months now. Okay. Right. Month six. Got it. I'm thinking it's going to be DMs and everything. Like, so weird. Nope. Nobody ever said anything. They just flowed right along with it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm thankful to all of you misfits. I am. And then my last would be about self-love slash self-care. And I mentioned something earlier about, I was going to mention that once I got to this point. But, and it's so funny because I say this as my eye is, uh, just jumping so bad so the journey of my nerves uh has given me pause this year especially after what happened with the hives that i talked about earlier and one of the things that i've really focused on a whole lot more in this decade has been self-love and self-care and in 2019 the most you know Mm -hmm. uh, after starting with the organization that i'm with right now I made a conscious decision because I constantly hear my mother in my head and my mother at the idea of me wanting to become a psychiatrist, she feared it when I was a kid, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, 
I, life coach to me was a, a friendlier version of that. So, okay, yeah. I'll do that so it won't be as much weight on me. But then I get this position where I am a life coach, but I am very much a therapist to a lot of my young adults. And I am in the mental health field. This isn't mm-hmm. something where, you know, I'm sitting back. What I did in New York, where I was a life coach, but I was separated from all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like in the thick of it, yeah. needing to learn specific terminologies and, you know, different medicines and yeah. So it added a lot of stress to my life. So my mother said to me, you need to make sure that you're doing something for yourself during the month, you know? So you have to find time to do things for you. So I go to the barbershop every single Friday. And if I allowed myself to pause and think about how much money I'm spending a month, (laughs) but I don't do that because I deserve it. It's for me, you know? So that's one. So I'm in that chair every Friday because having a fresh lineup makes me feel good. All right. Then... Every other month, I go get a Manny and Petty. Mm-hmm. The month that I'm not getting a Manny and Petty, I go to get a massage with Tao. And this month, I doubled down. I got a massage, left there, and went and got Manny Petty. Hey. Because it was needed in December. <laughs> but this is how I show up for me. Mm-hmm. And since I've lived in Atlanta, I've decided that I'm going to make this a regular thing. Because my job can take a lot out of me. But I'm not going to give up on my purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. I may transition my purpose into looking like something else, but it will still be in the same field. Yeah. So I need to find ways to be able to show up for me. Absolutely. And so that's what I've done in this decade is found ways to be able to say, you know what? You're doing a lot for others. Let's do something for you. Apart. Also self-dates. Self-dates are important. Okay. And now in 2019, I get quite a few people who say back to me, yeah, self-dates. But when I first started doing them, my very first self-date was when Brown Sugar came out. So I don't remember how long ago that was. Um, Closer to 20 years. um, You said 20 years? It was that long ago? Brown Sugar definitely came out like the early 2000s. Good Lord. At least 15. (laughs) At least. Sheesh. (laughs) But yeah, so when I first did that, people looked at me like I was crazy. Like I had two heads. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're doing what by yourself? Yes. Which is crazy. I think I do that all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't even call them self-dates. But I do a million things by myself. Yeah. Like, but I'm the type, it's not even like, I need to go and do this for me. It's like, I'm in the mood to go and do this, so I'm going. Right. And it's like, some friends don't understand that. And it's like, but... Like, I like example, my own like, company. That part, it's like, I want to go see a movie. You don't even talk to nobody. The movie's on. Right. So why can't you go sit there... <laughs> Listen. In the dark and pay attention. Or like, you know, going to eat alone. And I, that I can get to an extent, maybe, you know, like, don't want to sit at a table or do something yes. like that. Typically, there's a bar. Yes. So you could go and sit there. It's also 2019, so you just put your little headphones in. You ain't got to talk Hello. to nobody. Hello. Because when I'm hungry, a bitch got to eat. The only thing, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm starting to get out of this, too, so this may not even be true anymore. I would never be able to go to a really busy, like, I couldn't go to Cheesecake Factory and eat alone. But the funny thing is, even saying it now doesn't sound, I don't believe the me now believes that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's a rest, uh, um, fire pit. Fire mm-hmm. pit that's right near my barbershop. I go there easily. Mm-hmm. And it could end up being filled up. And I will just be sitting there eating, not giving a damn that it's just me yeah. by myself. So I don't even think I believe that anymore. Uh, because, I, I, one, I enjoy my own company. Yeah. Two, I ain't worried about y'all. Like... <laughs> And that's the thing too, because sometimes you be sitting around like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do this? Nobody might not want to do it. So Listen, that's how I ended up seeing Brown Sugar by myself. And then you just missed out. <laughs> Listen. Nope. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. So yeah, showing up for me. Showing up for me and making sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I am all good. Good in the hood. Indeed. Wow. What a decade it has been. In- a long 10 years. Listen, a Flew long... Did. 
absolutely flew by. Uh, and now we're about to get ready to enter 2020. Wow. I'm quite ready. Listen, what? 40 Don't. in 2020. I Listen, when I thought about that, I was like, wait a minute, this is going to be cute for me. Because uh, 2020, 40, two pl- I mean, 20 plus 20 equals, indeed. This is about to be real cute. Go off. Listen, purpose driven again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've hoped that uh, you enjoyed our us going down this memory lane of the past ten years. And when we come back, it is going to be time for good news. We've reached the end of a decade. We have allowed ourselves to release the burdens, the weight, the stress that we endured for the past 10 years. Let us now inhale and exhale the love and light that we want to fill ourselves with for now and beyond. Let's work on love, misfits. Inhale with me. Inhale deep that self-love. Exhale, send that love out. Inhale more love for you. Exhale love out for others. Pause. Smile. (laughs) Laugh. Love is coming. Inhale again, misfits. Hold. Exhale. Continue if you need. Pause if you feel you must. Lay here. Exist here. In this love. In this joy. Wonderful things are on their way for you. Own that. Believe that. Look forward to 2020, but more importantly, make those changes in your life right now. Embrace your happiness. Embrace your joy. Smile, laugh as often as possible. Balance true is necessary, but there's nothing wrong with leaning in to your joy. Thank you so much for meditating with me throughout the year, Misfits. Let's head on over to good news. And now it is time for good news. Amen. Yes. You want to go first? <laughs> We're going to go first. I, I have a few things. I have three different things. So how I have many two. Things they're similar, but I mean, they, are they similar to mine or no? No, oh, my two similar things are similar to each other. To each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the first. Thing, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. The first good news. Yes. Is that uh, I was able to procure, uh, procure. some jobs for <laughs> your face. Fun. Jobs for uh, two of my young adults on campus this week. Amen. So that felt really good. They are employed. I'm um, especially one of my newest kids. Actually, my newest kid. He just got there uh, two weeks ago. 
So we worked on getting his state ID because he came from a different state. Mm-hmm. And then we got him his job on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I am very excited for him. You know, a whole new chapter to his life that he's able to start. Aww. So, uh, yeah, that was really cool. Look at you. <laughs> uh, another thing for me is that uh, I made a decision this past week. Uh, and I guess, well, actually, no, no, I guess it's been over the last two weeks. Again, going back to what happened with me as far as my uh, my stress levels and the hives and everything. Of just making a decision that I was going to do a little less of taking on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And focus more on my own. Mm-hmm. And I've been having to make some hard decisions over the last two weeks. You're aware of most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will drastically shift my relationships. But uh, I know that it's going to put me in a much better place as far as my stress. Yeah. And you need to be in a good place. Um, So. Yeah. And so that's great news for my health. Selfishness. (laughs) Listen, there we go. Yes. Okay. So. What's that? I have one more, but yeah. Go ahead. It's fine. That's the revolution. So I have to wait till the end for that. (laughs) So no. So last night. Oh my. Oh my what? You were there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Joe. I didn't know. (laughs) So at the party (sighs) or the kickback or whatever, Mm -hmm. we had like the best red velvet cake ever. Ever. But we were all joking and laughing because my friend Devin was there and he was like, I don't like the word moist cake. So we were like, Yes. So what word works better for you or whatever? Yes. So then we were like, wet? But it's like wet cake doesn't sound like it does not. Red velvet cake doesn't sound good. Right. It's like type of cake. But you know. And then we were like, so Gushy, does that work? And he was like, Gushy works. I was like, but I can't say this cake that I'm eating. The Tastes red velvet gushy? cake is, is Gushy. No, right. It just does not work. So like one of the best velvet cakes I've ever had, ever. Yes. And it then, was so soft. Yes. Oh, goodness. God. And I left you guys. I had some caramel cake. And that cake right there, please trust and believe. Now the red velvet was busting, but the caramel was busting on a whole nother level. Do you hear what I'm saying? But do you hear what I'm saying, though? Um, I hear you. <laughs> I did not expect. He told me he was going I had to. I that last night and again this morning. Oh. Oh, did you? And did. Did you? Sweet tooth. <laughs> want you to know. You, you shared with me that you really had a, that you had a hankering. I didn't. I need to take you at your word from now there on. It is. I. Uh, okay. Are we good? I mean, you know. I, rep- <laughs> I, 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 I represent proudly for the caramel cake community, so there it is. I I am well aware of. Yep, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing this with you. Okay, so revolution. That was your good news. Um, Only because you said I wasn't gonna say it. So I, I knew like, you were not. <laughs> I knew for a fact that you were not. <laughs> is that what 2020 is gonna be? You proving me wrong? Hey, and it might be. <laughs> Wait a minute. Some, some extra deepness in your voice. It might be. And it might be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so moving forward. My revolution. <laughs> um, My revolution. And as you all know, well, 
some of you may not so <laughs> revolutions we don't do resolutions because resolution is I always go back to the whole thing of the gym you know you mm -hmm. can i'm gonna get in the gym yeah. and i'm gonna blah 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 no no <laughs> you need something more solid that's going to change your entire life you say you're gonna get in the gym but you know that's something you say every year yeah. and you get in there january february come march you're done Set up something for your life that is going to drastically impact everything else. Okay. Now, it would be different if you said to yourself, I'm going to focus on my fitness more. Yeah. So that means that even if you don't get into the gym, you can work out at home. Mm -hmm. That's a revolution. Yeah. You know, a resolution is I'm going to go to the gym. No, that's. That mm -mm. So for me, a revolution has been my ultimate, my ultimate monster that I constantly fight, and that is procrastination. This guy. And we're entering a new decade, so why don't we just end some things? You know, let's go ahead and bring it to an end. There it is. So I have a lot of really adult decisions that I have to make Ooh. over the next month. Mm -hmm. Things that I've put off for quite some time. Listen. Uh, one of them being, you know, this is a, a mental health podcast, uh, but health is what I'm talking about right now. Do you know the entire time I've lived in Atlanta, I've not had a primary care doctor? Okay. We need to bring that to an end now. <laughs> right now. That part. So we won't, uh, we may not even into the new year. I may do, well, shoot, I'm, I'm flying out <laughs> like yes. in, in 48 hours. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so okay, in the new year, at the beginning, at the top of the year, yep. uh, we will get a primary care doctor and begin to just put in place a lot of things that I've procrastinated on for a while. But more importantly, figure out exactly how I don't return to the place of procrastination because clearly the things that i've done in the past have failed yeah so what is it that i need to implement to make sure that i don't procrastinate anymore mm -hmm. so let's say it is something like i want to go to the um the gym okay i feel too tired so i'm not gonna go that is where okay then get your ass in the living room and go in you know yeah. do what it is you need to do uh or go to the gym that's right here, you know? Like, I, we have one that's literally walking distance. Just walk to the gym. Now, how do you feel? I challenge you about that. How do you feel about going before work? I am not that guy. Okay. okay. And I, I have several friends mm -hmm. who are big on morning workouts. If I go to the gym before work, I'm not going to work. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. One, I hate showering in public places. Um, but even if I didn't, if I came home, I'd be like, well, why am I going, can I work from home now? Like, I'm no, not, that's real. And everybody's you know, different. That's what I was asking. Yeah. I know some people are kind of like gets them their day going and that's kind of why they go. And now, if see, they go, if they don't go before it, then they won't go at all. Now me, I'm, if I take my work clothes, I mean my gym clothes to work with me, I know I'm going because the minute I leave, I have the energy. I'm up already. So mm -hmm. I hit the gym and I'm good to go, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's all I have to do. I kind of have to treat it like, uh meal prep yeah like if i have my clothes already uh packed in my bag in the morning i'm good for the gym Damn. there's nothing that's gonna stop me you know so what i have to do is just make sure um but that's also like you know when i get ready to go to campus in the morning i have to go slog and you know get myself into the closet pick out what it is that i'm gonna wear i could do all that at night that's if real. I do all of that at night, it's already ready. So yeah. after I get out the shower, listen, everything's already prepared for you. Get it going. That is who I naturally am. So the thing is, is what has been stopping me from being who I naturally am, you know? So in my revolution, you know, it's like, okay, procrastination, we've had a good run. Mm -hmm. You made it to 40. This is where it's time for you to end. That's real. You know? You know, at least for me, procrastination is a big thing for me too. I'm just not... 
Oh, I can be like on top of everything and like working hard and going, but I can, and I can do that consistently for a minute, but then I kind of get like burnt out. Yeah. And I need to learn, I guess, why I'm burnt out or what is that, that kind of like a wall I'll hit and then it right. like, like everything stops. Right. So I need to figure that out. Cause like when I'm on it, I can be like on it and amazing and I'm almost a different Brandon in a way. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't typically display that. Yeah. Most people are not used to that. So when it comes, it's like, whoa, <laughs> but I just don't, I don't know how to sustain it. Yeah. I guess it's my thing. So, Misfits, I, I want you all to know, in case it hasn't been clear, that with a revolution, you're able to do what it is that I just did. I was able to take procrastination and then kind of give a trajectory for the rest of my year and what it can look like. You know, I'm going to focus on my health, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the adult things I need to take care of, because I have a list for you right now of things that I have not done, <laughs> that I need to get done. One needs to be done by the end of tonight, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if you can think about something that you can do for your life that will impact the rest of your year, that is your revolution. If you do this thing, how, how will the dominoes fall to, you know, uh, make an impact around the rest of your life? That is a revolution. So are you able to think one off the top of your head yet? I don't, I mean, I'm, so I'm moving. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you are. A revolution. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. a lot. Listen, so, a lot will happen from that. So yes, that is indeed. So yeah, a revolution. but it's just, I was like, because I know it's mid-year, but I guess the first half of the year, though, I'm like preparing for the move, saving up for the move, and mm-hmm. different things, and I guess job hunting. Ooh, that's ooh, that makes that make you want to procrastinate. <laughs> Honestly, like looking for an apartment does not bother me. I feel like that's like fairly simple kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Finding a job. Listen. You know who you talking to. So. Oh, already. I'm not gonna say that. It's gonna be good. Come it's on, be smooth. There it's we going go. To go. A lot better than I think it's going to go. Well. So yeah, but I am. I'm playing it. This is slightly procrastination, but not really. So I get a, at least a bonus, whatever. At our job, our annual thing doesn't come to like February, mm-hmm. so I won't start job searching until then. Okay. Then I'm like, at least I'll have that. So. But, and then you'll um, have until June, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know though. I'm trying to think because I'm supposed to be going out of town. Like, my lease is up mid June. I'm supposed to be going out of town, I think, around the same speed. I think, like, right after my lease is up. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I need to extend it just to the end of the month. Or do I need to, you know, <laughs> just to, like, give myself that time to yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. But I'll figure that out as we get closer to. Yes. So, yeah, so that's something. Um, I want to say writing, but that seems so open. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely have to apply to this thing in a couple of months. Yeah. So, whew, just going to get it done. Yeah. I have to apply. <laughs> I have to. Um, I think those are two things, I guess, that are very specific that I can think of. I'm going to get back into therapy. That's mm-hmm. something that needs to happen. Because um, I tried it, uh, which I discussed um, on a previous episode or whatever. I tried it earlier this year, but it was more like the talk therapy kind of a thing. So I didn't really like that. Yeah. And then I tried it a couple of months ago. And it was via Skype. And so that works. But I just think his methods weren't necessarily what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I think he was like good. And I think that it might work. Because he's very much so, I guess, behavior therapist, behavior oriented. Like, you're doing, like, how was your week? And exactly what did your week go? Yeah. So I think I maybe need something a bit more traditional yeah or deeper or like tell me about when xyz happened mm-hmm. you know so i just think that's kind of what will help me moving forward yeah so yeah so those are three things okay so i guess my second one would be going back to therapy as well okay uh which it has been ooh, almost two decades okay since the last time i went to yeah almost two decades since the last time i went to a therapist 
um i swear it does not feel like i've been on this earth as long as i have been <laughs> uh the third one is the thing that i can't mention until we cross over into the year but here i'll give you all a hint it connects to the last thing i just said okay so just know that it's in the realm of therapy <laughs> and i will leave it there all right then but, uh, it will be a major yeah so okay that's all, all right. <laughs> so there was someone lord and i completely forgot to look it up so i may have to do it at the beginning of the year uh there was someone um who was a blah 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 uh, who said something really nice about the podcast? Mm-hmm. I cannot remember. Ooh, my eye. I cannot remember who it was anymore, and I don't know where to find them on social media. So uh, <laughs> I will come back to them at the beginning of the year and right. thank them. And we but appreciate I love them thanking, in this moment. Absolutely, <laughs> I love when people like send long messages. I love reading them mm-hmm. um, on the podcast because when you take all that time out to say so much, I definitely want to make sure that people get to hear it. Uh, but yeah, if people want to be able to walk with you on social media, how would they go about doing that? Walk with me. Um, just call me Otis on Twitter. Um, and then I'm also going to post them on Instagram, but I won't share that just yet because I'm not. Come on. Not, I mean, you know. It's not starting like tomorrow. This. I said in the new year. So, you know. I'm sitting here with a fresh cut. <laughs> <laughs> fresh beard. Yeah. <laughs> loving caramel cake. Listen. So I don't know who this dude is. Gonna be now on my bullshit about- in 2020. Do you hear me? <laughs> Talk about posting on Instagram. I don't know him. <laughs> I don't know this man. <laughs> Listen, the DMs will be open. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Nope, he's definitely not. Joking. He's no, not. I'm definitely joking. Only, only because he don't have time for y'all unless he wants to have time for y'all. And there it is, honestly. You help me with the script. And move on. Thank you. Thank you. You said helping with the script? Said if you're helping me with this script. Well, maybe that'll be what it is. In 2020, you're gonna find some muses. There we go. They're gonna inspire um, you to write. To, mm-hmm. It's About just gonna them? be no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Through through your interactions with them, it will inspire you to listen. Just go along with it. See, this is old Brandon, right? <laughs> I'm talking to a caramel cake lover right now, and old Brandon's trying to come through. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, mm, it's a no for me dog <laughs> no I'm not I'm not saying that anyway it's <laughs> trying to no anyway <laughs> you can walk with THS podcast at uh, thspodcast.com which if I'm being totally transparent right now for whatever reason is down so I need right. to contact GoDaddy and find out what the F is going on um, like the minute my website was launched scorpiogi.com mm-hmm. which Dirac did for me for my birthday when that happened THS podcast went away and I was like I don't know what's up with that but um, wearetlm.com is of course still up mm-hmm. so if you go to TLM, wearetlm.com it takes you to um yeah to the podcast within so you can still get to the podcast you just have to go to wertlm.com so that's w-e-a-r-e-t-l-m.com to get to uh the podcast if you want to walk with the podcast on social media that is underscore ths podcast on twitter 
THS Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Shut your ass up. <laughs> um, and for myself, that is Scorpiogi across all platforms, including my brand new website, Scorpiogi.com. Um, what I need is somebody to work with me on that website because I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy to. I have the vision, but as far as how so to put his it, DMs on, are open if you help with websites, <laughs> if you are able to assist. It would be greatly appreciated if you're listening to this. Uh, yes. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> as always, if you all are on YouTube and you'd like to be able to see anything from uh, the podcast and we've done our THS lives yes. to any of the performances from Storytellers, oh God, you can go to both raven akundayo and you can also go to revolution llc both of those channels will give you things from uh the love movement the healing space and storytellers and i think that's everything this is the last episode of 2019 and also the last episode of the decade 2020 here we come yes and so for those of you because this is christmas eve so for those of you who celebrate Christmas, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. I celebrate Kwanzaa, which is the following day, the 26th. So Habar Ghani to everyone who is listening. Uh, if you celebrate um, Hanukkah, don't know the term for that, so I'll just say Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> and yeah, enjoy the new year. New Year's Eve is like one of my favorite holidays. So I'm looking forward to it. And the gang is supposed to all be coming over, which is very rare for me because I do Boys not like people in my space. <laughs> so this is going to be great to have yeah. everybody here for, you know, some libations. We got a bartender ready. Listen, and I'm scared because, I mean, on but one hand, I'm home. Us, so right? <laughs> I can but go you, lay down. I'll say that after, but yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you for saying. You're welcome. Boy. You're welcome. <laughs> he, listen. You won't. You can't have too much. I'll just tell you that. Okay. Okay. Well, no, the hives, you can have nothing. Oh, right. I can't have. That works out even better. So I'll be sober the whole time. It works out even better. There we go. Bring be a good host. Sober. Yep. Mm-hmm. Twirling around the the, the, the place. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> so we hope you all have an awesome new year. You know, you can hit us up and let us know what your plans are, uh, what it is you plan to do. Uh, and even hit us up afterwards and let us know how your new year's went. Uh, and I'll make sure to talk about it on the first episode of the new year. So until then... Well, I got dizzy. I don't know what happened just now. <laughs> I said until then and closed my eyes and opened it back up. And I was like, oh, I'm dizzy. Okay. That's not that's not, not good. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> go, go do some yoga real quick to get everything flowing again. Um, the look on your face. I know you're probably like, if you're if you're dizzy, why would you go and do yoga? That's why I'm looking like that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you got to work on your balance. And, you just, okay. and that's why it's going to happen. Yeah. Challenge myself. Hey. <laughs> I want them to see your expression so bad. I just maybe we need to do that. Body. We need to do that in the new year, though. Another live in the new year is bring back live because yes. there has not been a live in a long time, <laughs> in a long time. And Sean, if you're listening to this, we need more libations like ASAP. Ew. Indeed. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> okay, we're gone because we're like <laughs> about to go on 20 minutes for good news. <laughs> we oh you. We hope you all have a great holiday. Uh, have an awesome new year and we will see you on the other side 2020 here we come we love you all namaste